we're going to make a podcast. Yay! Is that what we're doing here? I, have... I thought this was some kind of mutual <laughs> masturbation exercise. I mean, that's basically what making a podcast is, isn't Touché. it? Touche. Hey. Welcome to Premature Cancellation, the podcast where we take shows that... What? <laughs> I already messed it up. Jeremy, yes, we take the souls <laughs> out of shows that have only lasted two years. And we... What? Take good, enough. good enough. Good enough. Good enough. Before we send them off to the great whatever. I should have written it down. Whatever. You should have. Hi, everybody. You want to take another shot at that, or is that good enough? Is nah, that... let's let everyone know how fucked up I am and how I can't talk. Well, Why I shouldn't have a fucking podcast? It's a good thing that this is not completely audio, so... <laughs> right? Uh, that's not going to come back and bite your ass at all. Jeremy L. Jones. Hi. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you. Thank you for the beer, sir. Always. You come to my recording <laughs> studio, you get You this. get a beer, so let everyone know that. Basically, uh, be on the podcast. Basically, there's a three-drink minimum at this joint. I'm okay with that. All right. We are here today to... Talk about episode four. Episode four? Episode oh, four. Fuck. Right, You've not had it written wrong. down. Yeah. Um, repercussions. Repercussions. See, that's that's funny because there's repercussions is a word, but mm-hmm. they they substitute mm-hmm. the reaper mm-hmm. in there, cushions. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a play on mm-hmm. words or a pun, mm-hmm. as it is known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, were you talking? No. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, one letter they add, and then the whole thing is just fantastic. Um, just an A in there. Uh, this guy was written by Dan E. Thessman. Unfortunate name. Um, Some unfortunate like... writing, to be honest. Oh, ooh. That's right, David. David. Dan. 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 Uh, Dan, come at me. Um, we'll get to that later, but wait. You know. Yeah. Oh, now I want to know. <laughs> Hold on. Looks like uh, IMDb's got him known for NCIS, Eureka, Grimm, and the new The Blacklish. The Blacklist Redemption. Oh, is that that uh, spinoff of show Blacklist? Really, That's they did that spinoff of that show. I watched two episodes and I realized that was horseshit. You didn't like Blacklist? I did not like Blacklist. Oh, I liked it. The only thing I thought was interesting is what's the guy's name? He played Alan Shore. Yeah, James Spader. Yeah, it was James Spader acting like James Spader, and then yeah. the rest of it was a procedural, and oh, I'm sad. over procedurals. Oh, sad. it's a, probably a personal problem, but um, probably. I the, actually don't remember much about it. The 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 urge to make shows where insert archetype here who solves crime why are we talking about i don't know list? we're here to talk about dead like me um harry victor co-wrote this one uh he's known for uh get shorty eureka dead like me hey and something called the book uh he was a producer on the book of daniel i don't know um wait he wrote part of the bible it's been sure. around for a while yeah yeah okay jeremy yes you, what did you think of this episode <laughs> You remember how last episode I kind of Sounds... dug it because it had this really kind of cool, consistent theme? Yeah. Well, today we're going to deal with the opposite yes. of that. Well, they were trying a theme, and I don't think it was coming across very well. I don't know. This there. Here's my opinion on this episode. There are parts that I like. There are parts that are memorable. And then, as I really nitpicked it, it was kind of clunky. I would I would say this. It has a one of the most memorable rube lines. I think you would agree. Oh yeah. So twice said. 
So that's the memorable line. So there you go. Um, it has one of the most memorable plot twists mm-hmm. in the whole series. Mm-hmm. I did like that. But as far as the overall, as as far as character development and the overall story, not that strong actually. Hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, no, this was also directed by Peter Lauer, who directed the last episode. So, great I job, thought, Peter. I thought, I think I had no problem with the directing. I even I think I wrote down I liked. I have some camera shots. We're going we're to get into exactly one shot in particular. I'd have some questions for, but uh, we'll get oh, to that. Really? Oh, really? Yes, I fun. do. Um, so here's what's going on for as far as the little I've researched on this. I probably will release will. Words are hard. Research it more for when we're done and we're talking at the end about how this all got canceled and whatnot. Um, but part of the things that are going on right now, in the if you go back in time to when this was airing, um, at episode four, Brian Fuller, the creator, he is an executive producer here, but I looked. He is a consulting producer for the rest of the season, and he's gone in season two. You'll notice Betty is gone this episode. Mm-hmm. She's not back. She's not. Nope. She left with him, I believe. Um, the actress. Um, they were getting not very show- noticeably yeah. gone, by the way. Oh yeah. Uh, they try to explain it down. away, but I wrote that and, and, down. And, we'll get to that. Yes. And then um, Brian Fuller left basically around this time. Like so, that's why he goes executive producer. So this is where. Gone. So this and, is where a whole bunch of rats are asserting the yeah, shit. Yeah, and one of the reasons was because the MGM was fucking with shit. They were, and I, be, and I believe it, because I'm watching this going, there's a bunch of shit that got cut. There had to be a bunch of shit that got cut. Mm-hmm. And there was stuff getting cut or dropped that he said was very important for character development and blah, blah, blah. So um, I feel like, yeah, you're you're kind of, I think I would guess that what you're sensing is this. Oh, I, that's well, totally the shit that's going on and why he left. Yes, yeah. Because, and I think this episode kind of shows it. I'm hoping, I know you've kind of Snuck a little sneak peek at the episodes coming up. I haven't yet. Yeah, but, but it's been so long ago. I'm almost. Yeah, where, where right. I'm almost back to where I began. Which so. is good. Um, I I don't know if they get any better. I don't know with him leaving and maybe they've got some rhythm going or you know. Well, shall we get we'll into see. this one? So, what? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to those later. Perfect. But yeah, we are here for this one. Reaper repercussions. Um, I. Re-listen to last episode, and you're like, what, insistence that they call it Curious George? I still don't think it's, like, required. Just because her name is George? I don't know. I maintain that. Although, right. interestingly, this would actually be a better one to call Curious George. Right. As we will find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I still don't understand why the other one was called Curious George. I really don't either. Um, other than her name was so George. So this one's called Repercussions. We're, this, this, this one makes a lot more sense than it Yes. Because they were definite repercussions repercussions for the reapers um hence repercussions so Brian Fuller I wrote that he's yeah first to oh um I just think it's funny I also listened to every episode and I just was reminded that you it's funny the first two episodes you were cutting shit all over the place and then by episode three you're like nah keep it and I'm the one going cut all the shit and now I'm sensing that I think we're both just gonna cut this episode 
what is... Uh, I think I like this episode. This might be but... because I'm actually editing my third book right now. <laughs> and so uh, there's uh, a very real part of me of that is... That's Amazon. Ruins of Empire. Thank you very much. Yeah. And so a very real part of me is like, fuck it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, stop it. Just leave it alone. When um, I'm back to first drafting and, and outlining, I'm going to be like, cut this shit. <laughs> so something you said in the first episode, you made a comment about George's clothes, her nice clothes. Yes. And about her wearing them over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to pay attention to that until this episode. And I looked, not too closely, but I looked at what she was wearing. And it looked very similar to like, when right. she was at the office. Because like, your comment was that those were her only nice clothes, which is what was implied um, with Joy in the first episode when she's getting them for her and her funeral clothes and stuff. My question is... How can she be wearing those? Those clothes were destroyed in the toilet explosion. Well, I would think that because her soul was popped, mm-hmm. it kind of goes with the territory. You can't have her just hanging out there naked because... Well, no. Reasons. She had she had imaginary clothes there for a little bit. Sure. But, but when she was made manifest, I think the clothes got manifested with her. That's the only way to explain We're going to have to go we with that. We have to. That's the, literally the only way it could have. Yeah. It's like when people go invisible and stuff and then their clothes go invisible too. Right. Like... That's not... You just kind of have to make yeah. peace with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did notice that, though. They look... I'm, I would say that those are probably the same clothes. Like, Fair enough. She's, I think it's... You think Dolores would notice that she's wearing, like, the same suit every day. And she... You know, well, she's only working there two days a week. That We learned that this episode. Yes. So... Um, so... Oh, and... I didn't... I haven't heard anyone call George Toilet Seat. Oh really? That's gone by the wayside yeah. too. They made yeah. a con- he made a reference to a toilet seat at the end. He's like, "Get this one right, or you'll get hit by another toilet seat or something." But they don't call her toilet seat anymore since like the second. That episode. That was kind of Betty's thing, though. It kind of. Was. I feel like it was Betty's. You could say that yeah. cute name for yeah. her more and than it was in else's. the Brian Fuller written episodes, so it could be a Brian Fuller thing. So. It could be a Brian Fuller thing. Yeah, so. which is fine because I feel like constantly re- referencing yeah. her as toilet seat is yeah. Kind of it would get old. It would get old after a while. It's like um, Orville, the Orville with Seth MacFarlane. He, one of the characters was super strong. She's super strong, and he every time he wanted her to open a door, he would say, "Can you open the Strawberry Pickles?" And after the third time, I'm like, "Why do you keep saying that? We heard it the first time. The joke's not funny anymore. <laughs> Shut up, Seth MacFarlane." Well, the Seth MacFarlane way is to keep on saying it until uh, it's funny again. Yeah. And then when yeah, I'm not going to say anything to spoil the show, but. <laughs> I'm going to spoil the Orville randomly just for someone. Um, it's a good show. You should watch it. Um, there's one thing that bothered me. Um, I'm so excited. Fuck it. Let's talk about the Orville now. Let's. Fuck <laughs> it. I'm so excited. The receptionist has a name. Yes. Crystal. And uh, she gets a line this episode. Spoiler. <laughs> Crystal. Jesus. I didn't know I ruined no. the entire okay. series. All right. So before we get into this, did you, what, I I put this down and now I'm, Terrified to ask, what's the theme of the episode, Jeremy, <laughs> since the last one was... If you had to say, I'd say, if you had to if you had to assign a theme, it would be fate versus chaos. Yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning. Now, what is the argument this, mm, this uh, show makes? It's that you can fuck with fate, yeah. but maybe don't, except for everyone does, so it's fine. Basically, yeah. Oh, you just answered... Er, Kind of answered one of my questions for later. Um, there were no deaths, really, to nominate for Beth Des- Best Death. 
you could, I guess you could nominate the horde of people dying from the ab adder, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, but we don't really s- ab solver. Ab solver. Um, but there's no memorable deaths. No, I no, got nothing. Nothing exciting. Nothing so I would add to the I list. would then like to spend this time, and then there's no one to nominate for this episode. We never nominated the, and I would like to nominate the sign, the death, the, the death by cherry bomb and sign in the Waffle House. Ooh, by assistant manager, what's his butt that the waitress never talked to? All right, officially nominated. Yeah, I was like I said, re-listening to our episodes. I'm one of our biggest fans. Um, oh, and thank you to everyone who's listening. Apparently, we have people who listen to this, so uh, which I've yet to promote the show. So thank you very much. I don't know why, but hey, thank you. The second, I get the social media up. I'll let you guys know how you can come <laughs> on and talk to us. Um, but um, yeah, I'm nominating that one. So we forgot to throw that in the nominated it is. So all right. That's gonna do it for all my bullshit. Let's get into this. Um the before we start, I just a quick note about the previously on. Um this was totally one of this. They finally got it was kind of a normal previously on where you can tell what they're kind of going to talk about in the episode because most previously on's kind of clue you into kind of what you need to know in case you haven't watched the show or usually it's been a week. Um and they're blatantly saying, talking about balance has to be maintained. Mm-hmm. So if, I think if you have to choose a theme, like that's... The balance it, between chaos yeah, and fate. Yeah. If there is such a thing. Something like that. Yeah. So some sort of balance. Um, but I always think that's funny when they do that. And previously on, it's totally like, um, I don't know, kind of, what's the phrase? I don't know. Um, anyways, kind of let you know what everything's good or you know show foreshadowing? you foreshadowing that I guess, that's not what i was thinking but that works um <laughs> the uh, uh uh telegraphing it the uh, you know um showing your hand um the like when they show a character that you haven't seen in a while and they're like they show a clip from them and you're like oh so-and-so is going to be oh. back in this episode and like yay so-and-so. spoiler anyways all right to the recap recap scene number one my scene number one. George and Roxy are waiting for Roxy's appointment, who does not show up. At the Waffle House, Rube explains to George that sometimes people don't show up for their appointments. Rube gives Mason a post-it and finds himself to go with Mason to the Clearwater Casino up north of the border. He says they can drive up and fly back. Mason says he knows people in Clearwater. Roxy asks where Betty is, and Rube tells her that she's incapacitated and that she's working on it. Then we see a morgue drawer labeled J. Doe, and we hear Betty banging and crying out from within, saying there's been a mistake. Um, do we want to just talk Betty real fast? Yep, and we can talk Betty real bullshit. fast. Yeah. This so is we have bad. to explain why she's not there, and this yeah. is how we do it. So yeah, She's in she's, the morgue for some reason. The actress has obviously quit by this point. Yes. Because uh, she does. I didn't ever, never realize yeah, that, that she quit, quit like before mm-hmm. they really talk about her being gone. That was some lazy fucking writing well if it happened it's as bad as trying to hide a pregnant you don't know how fast it happened but yeah Yeah. it was kind of it was a really that's yeah i guess i don't know how i would write a character just not being in the episode i don't know whatever they i don't know i don't know whatever i guess you could make some i guess you could make some reference to rube saying oh we had to send betty upstate but that's i don't know if that's better or worse than she's locked in a She's locked in a, uh, a mortuary, or, he, or yeah, or a in a morgue, in a morgue, in morgue drawer. Like, yeah. I get it's funny. 
That's a funny it's joke. It's kind of funny. The but... fact that they mistook her for a dead person because they're all dead. But Although, why would they mistake her for a dead person? Is they don't issue? explain it, and that's kind of the funny, because you can kind of leave it to your imagination. Right. But the fact, here's my problem, the fact that they know, he obviously knows what's going on, and they're doing nothing? Like, if George got locked in a drawer, like, that would be the whole point of the episode, is how are they going to get George out, and where is George? And and they're just like, eh, fuck Betty. She's, she'll deal with it. She's yes. a big girl. Well, she quits, so fuck her. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like dropping the piano on Charlie Sheen in Two and a Half Men. Like, fuck that guy. Um, did you see that? I never watched it, but I saw like the whole thing. Like, Is that how he died? Well, they, they killed him twice. Okay. So like, they wrote him off the show. Right. It happened when Ashton Kutcher came on. And right. they said something about... I thought he died of like... It was uh, falling in front of no. a train or whatever. Yeah, they implied because, that she kills because him. of crazy... Yeah, the, the crazy yeah, yeah. girl. Later, fucking spoiler for two and a half men. I don't care if I spoil the shit for you people. Um, fast forward a little bit. Um, he, they, you, they write it into like the end, the the season finale or whatever that she actually had Charlie and kidnapped him and had him in like a Silence of the Lamb hole or something. And then the very very last scene is he escapes. Charlie gets up there, walks up there. It's obviously not Charlie Sheen, but it, you don't see his face. He walks up to the door, rings the doorbell. His piano falls on him and kills him. Pans out. There's Chuck Lorre, the creator, who we had the whole brouhaha with, sitting there looking at the camera, saying like "Ain't I a stinker" or something. And then a piano falls on him. Okay. Yeah. So it could have been worse, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm defending the <laughs> Betty explanation by saying it could have been as bad as two I and a half minutes. I withdraw my complaint. <laughs> that, was right. a, that was a brilliant piece of writing. Yeah. Watch your, watch right. your face. No, it Leave was Leave her in the morgue is brilliant. Okay. It was bad. No, though. No, it really was bad, though. The morgue. That was lazy. It was lazy. Um, okay. But let's move on from that. Um, peanut poppies? Not a thing. I Correct. Uh, but, but they look delicious. But they are... The basic idea is a thing in the South. With the salt on yeah. the outside. That looks Salted delicious. candy is a thing. That looks delicious to me. Like the little bit of salt on the outside of an M&M. Like a peanut M&M. I do right. that. I don't care if it makes my ass, what, or my, my ass, my breath smell like ass. Your ass smell like my breath? My ass smell like breath. Either way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I like, would you eat this? Would you try them? I mean, yeah, I'd give them a yeah. shot. Do you think you would like them? Yeah, it's yeah. salty, it's sweet, it's a thing that... I like the sweet it's a, salty. Like, it's, a, it's a combination yeah. that works. I totally like it. Um, did you notice Roxy's bottle of water she's drinking in that scene? I did Rimini? not. It's supposed to be Evian, but it's E-W-A-N. I can't even, like, e one. <laughs> I did not notice. I kind of glanced at it. I was like, that doesn't look like Evian. What does that say? And I paused it, and it's just like, e one. You like, gigantic nerd. I, I know. Um... I just like the line, I wish she had a tail. If it was wagging, at least I know she liked me. Because I've just known many people like that, where it's, it could be so much easier. <laughs> if you had a fucking tail, and I could just tell what you're fucking thinking. <laughs> like, do you like me? <laughs> Am I, like, bosses I've had. Like, I'm just, like, some of them are just like, just like, what? What do you want from me, motherfucker? Um, what's with, um, do you think Rube has a gambling problem? He was way too excited to go up to. If he does, it's not really a feature anywhere. I know. It seems I random. Think like, I, what's his excitement? And that's my question, really, is like... The why excitement is, he... is because Rube needs to be there in order for the plot to go the way the writers intended. Mm, 
we'll get to that later. So, <laughs> but in the world, what's the reason? Like, what is the excitement? Like, he why does he want to go so much? Likes to go to a casino. He just yeah, like, I think he, he has just, a gambling just, problem. Just because you like to go to casinos doesn't mean you have a gambling mm-hmm. problem. You can I, like to gamble, not uh, have a problem. Mm-hmm. Says the guy with the gambling problem. I know. I know your secret. <laughs> I have lost like dozens of quarters dozens. in my life. Yeah, like no, dozens. I've wasted a lot of money at arcade. <laughs> I am the games. most. I am the worst person at a casino because I drop like ten bucks and just declare the mm-hmm. whole thing a waste of time mm. and money. <laughs> so this whole thing with going to the casino or whatever, they said up north. Yes. Across the border. Right. In Canada. That's kind of my reaction. Okay. We're on the same page. How the fuck do they go to Canada and how the fuck do they get back? from? Maybe driving. Well, they said they were flying back. Driving up, flying back. back. Yes. How? How do Reapers well, travel in- internationally? Airplanes. With what passport, Jeremy? <laughs> With what Reaper this fucking was, passport? This was pre nine eleven. <laughs> no, post nine eleven. It was, was two thousand three. This is two years after. Oh, okay. This is fresh okay. after nine eleven. Well, then I. Well, yeah. then I have no. That's idea. why. Yeah. I, yeah. How are they fucking? Well, they do have their own. They do have identities, and one then could I could extrapolate. You were able to get a passport. Mm, I guess we have to assume that they figured out a way. You would have to be able to security? function. Yeah. Although you would also think that there are Reapers in Canada who could t- deal with this horseshit. That was my other question, right there, written down. Those are my two questions. Why the fuck Which are they going? My... Why the fuck do they have to go? How do they go? And why do they have to? Which go? Which was more my question, but also where the Which... f- fuck are they based? Seattle. Oh, aren't they in Seattle? That's I my assumption. So, whoa, well, I don't know where they're going in Canada though. Vancouver, Clear one would water. assume. You would have to, because that's over west. Yeah. Um. Okay, I wrote it off. I asked the same question. The um, Reapers in Canada. There have to be Reapers in Canada. Um, I. This is why I think Rube has a fucking gambling problem. Because I think he finagled it and took the shit from Canada somehow. And like, I want this. Like, I think he took, know, took, oh, took like them, he know. Okay. Well, because they were coming from there so that also could be the the bus full of old ladies is coming from washington like maybe that's uh, they killed him i don't know are you suggesting he was maybe that's how he got the gig because they started there and so he's right we got this I don't know. Because we find out later it's the bus full of old ladies. Yeah, yeah. That they, Which that, well, then they don't kill begs the question the is they never actually got to the casino, so where do they, how do they Knowing, go? I'm assuming they did. Yeah. What would you say that? They just didn't make any reference to it. Just the, the... You just have to assume because they said they were going to. I mean, they said. Well, we're assuming a lot of shit in this. This is the problem. When we're going to get to it, when we get to that scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I have a big problem with all of this. Um, <laughs> we're talking this now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can write I it. it I could write it off that Rube finagled it, or that they. You almost were, have to write it off because, yeah. or that they're coming from and they're coming from Washington and they take it. The, two, the, the important thing is, is we need to do this because two things need to happen. Number I mean, they're one, leaving directly from their Waffle House. We need to talk about that's convenient. We need to talk about Mason having a drug problem, which is the first instance I think of that. But that does become a story arc, mm-hmm. and we also, for reasons that I don't really understand. Mm-hmm. Need Rube to go Rube all over an airport. 
Yeah, I don't know when I asked the question, but at some point I did ask why the fuck is... What is... I don't... There's no reason for any of this. Let's get... Yeah. So we should... When we get to that scene, we'll ask. Um, I think that's it. Do you have anything else on this one? The only thing I made note of was the fact that... The fact that George seizes on the idea that people miss their appointment... Yes. ...shows that the instance from the first episode where the... Where she had to take the soul of the little girl is still yeah. a major motivator for her. Oh, yeah. And so that's she interesting. she rotted that up, the whole soul's rotting, and you're like, you said that a soul would rot if they didn't make their... So what does... How does that work? So they don't make their appointment. Yeah. And then whoever the runs the show or whatever fixes it so that their soul is fine because they didn't make their appointment? They didn't make their appointment. So they're like, okay, your soul's fine. Pretty fine. They just reschedule it. It kind of yeah. was, the Rube kind of played it off as, it happens sometimes. Yeah. You get this sense, and I kind of like this idea that fate isn't fate fate. Mm-hmm. Fate is adjustable. Fate-ish. And it is this balance between fate and chaos that starts to make manifest in this series. Yeah. You know, how much is actually fated to happen and how much just kind of happens. Yeah. And I kind of like that idea where there's uh, some wiggle room, and mm-hmm. why didn't why didn't that guy appear at his uh, at his uh, his own death? Who knows? We do <laughs> later, but yeah, um, and that leads to other questions. Um, before I get to the next scene, did you are you still watching on Hulu? I'm still watching on Hulu. Are there the ad breaks still? Yes. So they do dip. I forgot to. They ask do you dip to black. They don't on Prime. Which make uh, which make for very handy. Those actually have become where my I break yes, scenes. That's awesome. Um, that's helpful for you. Yes, it is. Uh, me, yeah. Um, maybe I'll start doing that because uh, me, I'm just like I don't know. I guess I'll put this shit together. <laughs> I don't know. Um, speaking of, here's some shit I put together. Scene two, uh, my scene two. It's a short one. Joy drops off Reggie at school. Reggie says, "Thanks for the ride, Joy." Uh, George is watching all of this happen for some apparent reason. As Reggie walks into school, some kids are looking at a dead bird on the ground, and Reggie picks it up and puts it in her backpack. Yeah, that's my first question. Why is George there? She's just standing there watching all this. She hasn't gotten over this. She didn't learn the last episode. Clearly, she Stay hasn't. Stay the fuck away from your family. Yeah, clearly she hasn't. I feel like it's bad writing because I feel like they're forcing her there to like be like explain to you why you're still watching Joy and Reggie. You know, like. That's, yeah, that's a fair assumption. trying to connect to... Well, and the thing is, is I don't think she needs to be there. You I could don't think clearly so. tell the story of Reggie and her mother yeah. without George. Well, especially after, yeah, after the last three episodes, like, you saw George, that, that's fine. It's a throwaway her... writer, th- it's, a, it's kind of a throwaway writer thing <sighs> I that I have even caught myself doing mm. it where, why would they actually be there? Yeah. And I dismiss it as, because I want them there. Because and I need them there. Because I think I need them there. You... Because it works. And it doesn't not fine. It doesn't not. Maybe it's not bad writing. Maybe it doesn't not work. Yeah, just not the best. Just not necessary. I don't think. I don't know. It's fine. I mean, because it does. It does what it does. It gets across that it's there. There's George. Um, Hopefully, she. I think she disappears from the whole watching her family thing eventually, and we're just they're just trust us to understand why we're still following Joy and Reggie, because we because. Because it's an interesting because story. Because it is. Because it doesn't have. I would almost your say it's favorite. Almost, it's almost more. Line. It's almost more interesting than what's going on. 
very short scenes with Joy and Reggie, but I would have to say they're my favorite scenes in the episode. Like, they're following them is... Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, so, um, fucking... But, okay, Reggie doing the whole calling her Joy thing. It's a teenager it's, thing. I know, it's so stereotypical, though. It's like... But it's stereotypical for because... For a fucking reason, yeah. I mean, it's one of those cliches where like you the, give it to them because... I know. Kids fucking do that. They're stupid and they, they're they trying to find a way to rebel. It's their own, the only way to rebel. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a nice way to get under your parents' skin really fucking fast. Mm-hmm. No, it is. And it, that obviously worked with Joy. She mm-hmm. was pissed and Reggie was a little shit about it. Like, you don't like your name? Like, yeah, that's not what I fucking meant, kid. You fucking know it. Ugh, it's less shit. That's the instance. Of it, how she's doing it is is not as interesting as that she's doing it. Yeah, and it's yeah. not just because she's what 11, 12? 11. Fifth grade is what George thinks she's in. Yeah, <laughs> which is where funny. we know about it, not just George. Is. Yeah, basically. But she's in that. She's in that perfect age where the uh, where uh, uh, the first. Uh, the first instances of adolescence are starting to really make themselves known and become a terror. Oh, yeah. Like, right before the <laughs> so teenage she's, years. So she's just starting to poke at her mom's psyche, which mm. I dearly appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> because, as we find out later, George uh, Joy's psyche is right on the edge. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> Can't tell you. I, I did write it down later, but I am, I am Team Joy this episode are you team joy i am when we get to this i have to say i have to agree i am team joy on this episode as well because reggie is reggie was kind of a shit this episode (laughs) but a fascinating shit because shall we talk about the bird no (laughs) i mean we need to talk about the bird i don't know when though maybe when we get to the joy and reggie scene later we, but she picks up the bird now. I know she does. Why does she pick up the bird? That's what no, I... Why does she pick up the bird in front of everybody? That's what I want to know. Like, she's been picked on. This is coming from a... I was picked on. I was teased. I learned how to tr- not, try not to. You know, don't do the weird shit in front of people so they don't see you. Um, so why did she do it in front of everybody? Like, why didn't she go back and get it later? As also the weird kid who would also lean into it and do the weird shit in front of people, though. Yeah. There is something Just to be said to, with, I get that. if I'm going to be, if you're going to think I behave this way, then that's how I'm going to behave. Now, the the fact that she grabs the dead bird, puts it in her backpack, mm-hmm. I think even George said, because my sister was behaving like the queen of weird. Yep. Yep. She did say that. <laughs> um which is fine, and I allow that. Like you're just like she's just like I'm. Don't fucking care. I'm gonna do it. But no one said anything. If I had done it, some fucking kid would have narked on me and told the teacher, "Be like, she put a dead bird in his bag." Like again, it would. Yes, in a in in, in the real world, but mm-hmm. I think you have to just let it go. I know I because to. it's not important. I just want it on the fucking record the, that. The that fact that have, she that grabbed the dead bird says a couple of things to me. Number one, she's dealing with death mm-hmm. a lot differently because sure. she has no fear of it. Yeah. She finds it interesting and not in a morbid sense, in mm-hmm. kind of a... Just trying to understand what happened to her sister. And also in a reverent sense, like the there's a bunch of kids poking at the bird, yeah. so she's just taking it away so that... Stop poking the bird. Yeah, stop poking the dead bird. Yeah. Huh? didn't think about that way yeah there's there's there, there is a no fear but yet a reverence yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I like for 
a demand for the for people around her to respect the fact that fucking the yeah. bird's dead. So yeah. leave it alone. Have some respect. I mean, you don't know what she was going to do with the bird later. Well, she apparently might put it in her plate. <laughs> she, might have had, she might have had plans to <laughs> give it a funeral later. You don't know. Um, trying she's to help her out here. 11. I don't think she I has a plan. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Reggie's walking by. She sees a kid, a girl, getting, like, attacked or something. Yeah, full on. Fucking rapey. Wasn't it? A little rapey? A little rapey. Like, and no one's doing anything. I mean, it's fine if you see that and then you see someone running in to stop it, but no one was stopping that shit. Like, that just stood out to me. I don't know. Well, she doesn't feel a need to defend. It's interesting that she doesn't feel and a Reggie need to defend no need to the living. Do, yeah. But she will defend the dead. That, yeah. Which that says something of, about yeah. her. But in, like, the real world. And I think that's and I think that's point, and I think they're making a point with that, is she no, they, doesn't give a shit about the living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These they, kids... Can go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. No, they made a point of showing her looking at the attack. Assuming that, yeah. assuming that anything in this episode was done on purpose, which mm-hmm. you have to put a great big maybe all over this episode on yeah. whether or not it was done on purpose. But this one, I think you make an argument it was, it was done on purpose. On purpose. Oh, I, I think it's there. Um, Lassie and Lasshole. Those are some good names. Those are good, those those are good are ones. good names. I've told you this before. When I was a kid, I had... Just the worst people picking on me because they were not smart. What were they? What were their names for you? The only one I remember, because last the the rhyming people liked rhyming for some reason. I got Sean the Baton. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what the fuck that means. I think told it's... my mom. I I still got upset about it though. I remember getting upset. I'm like, told my mom they call me Sean the Baton. She not what she should have said was. Well, that's stupid. They're stupid. <laughs> what she said was she tried to like twist it into how it might have been a compliment. And I'm like, Mom, it was not a compliment. Like at that age, even that age, I'm like, shut the fuck up, even Mom. Even I'm smarter than yeah. that. No, it was not a compliment. You're doing this the wrong way. But these kids, uh, Lassie, Lasshole. I like Lasshole. Lasshole is a good that one. That was funny. That was good. Good. You're rude and mean child but you come up with good names so so child please come back and give sean better names to, to abuse <laughs> right? him emotionally gonna, oh, i would have liked that kid i mean yeah <sighs> some creativity some effort maybe maybe i just was sad that they didn't put any effort into it i don't know well i'll work on that and i'll uh yeah maybe would next you? week I'll, I'll i'll have some names to Thanks. call you that Thanks. you know we'll just Make you cry. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if we can't make Sean cry. Oh, it doesn't take that much. Um, I think I've got everything. What do you got? That was it. You got everything? Okay, moving on. Next scene. Next scene is Dead Bird. All right. So, at the Happy Time offices, I we've not talked much about that name, Happy Time. Like, that's so... I don't know. It's so... I would say Orwellian. Yeah. Like in the spirit of 1984 where, you know, the Ministry of Love is all about warfare. Well, Ministry of Peace is all about war. Ministry of Love is all about torture. it's obviously not a place where you were happy working. Yeah, it's a very Orwellian name, happy time. It is. And I've had had those jobs. Oh, yeah. I dig the shit out of that. Oh, yeah, no, I love it. (laughs) I just realized we never really talked about it. Um, So we're back at happy time. Uh, And I scrolled too far. So... Oh, Dolores asks Millie, I keep forgetting that's her name to her, 
Millie to put together a list of people that can help out during cold and flu season, all while she wipes her phone and puts on hand sanitizer. Uh, later, Millie, George, asks Dolores if she can leave early for her gynecologist appointment so that she can make her actual appointment from her post-it. Um, Jeremy. Yes. What'd you, do you have any, what, what you got for the scene? Did you notice in this episode that Dolores is becoming a mother figure? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I know that, I remember that she kind of did that in the series. This is the first where I... Learned to not hate Dolores later. This is the first one where I feel like it's definitely a relationship that's developing. Mm-hmm. Because this is the first episode where I noticed George altering her behavior in order to please her boss. Yeah. And she mentions specifically that she In ways it, that but, are confusing at times. Yeah. Like, but do that? she obviously is at this point in time doing things so for her for Dolores's approval. Yeah. And in almost a maternal sense of the word. It's kind of interesting how this relationship's developing. I don't know if I got maternal. Like I kind of got it more she's learning how to you But know, this work. conversation's coming up like the whole pap schmear and then she can't say pap schmear she just yeah. mouths the word pap smear not which schmear is, which is all schmear is schmear excuse me schmear is what you put on your bagel pap smear <laughs> um whole other world <laughs> I know I was wondering who was gonna out of the two men on this podcast who was gonna be the first one to say pap smear <laughs> it's hey, gonna be me it was there you. you go those who hey. have that those who have that bet yes uh, um, Anywho. But anyway, the, Continue. The, that conversation yeah. made me think. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's not, a, that's not a conversation you'd have with your boss. Although although by, by George's expression, it was very much a, please let this conversation She did not end. want to be having that conversation. I asked Allison specifically, was when we were watching this, I said, would you be okay with someone having that conversation with you at work? And she named someone, and I'm like, that's... A really close friend, like someone you've known for a month. Like, and she was like, "No, no, that would be incredibly uncomfortable for me." Like, okay, <laughs> good. It felt uncomfortable for me. Oh, it's too. made to be uncomfortable. No, yeah, and, and, and that's that was my. But this main... is the first instance where you see George kind of altering behavior. She's sitting there smiling, yeah, going with I... that smile, like, "Please let this be over." But I'm going to laugh and. I get that. I get that, and I get that. I kind of. Definitely Dolores gives up the vibe that she's a very lonely person. So to have someone that she feels like... Because George, from the very from the get-go, because she had already interviewed with Dolores in the first episode, she knew how to do what Dolores wanted. You know, she kind of figured that out. So Dolores, from the get-go, probably was just like, ooh, I like her, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she was probably thinking new friend or something. Um, yeah, I guess... I'd buy that. I don't know. I'll pay attention to it from now on. I don't know if I... I didn't really get that vibe, but I could see how you would get that vibe from that. That makes sense. So I just really got it more as George learning, I don't know, the system. Fair. How to, how to, how to manipulate Dolores, how to... Because she was, you know, 
feeling later she's she makes she doesn't like that she's kind of kissing ass to Dolores saying nice things to her because she's like, why am I doing this and in my head I'm thinking because you fucking have to if you want to move up if you want to I'd say it's there. less calculated it's almost instinctual for her no that makes sense because at the same time and you begs the question why would someone like George who would just does the bare minimum why is she trying why is she trying to move up she makes the comment about well yeah, or later, but huh? That could be a reason why. I like it. I'll allow it. Oh, why? Thank you. <laughs> I'm the judge. Do you hear that, jury and executioner. My opinions are valid. Yes. Yay! Wouldn't, wouldn't be on the show if they weren't. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Fucking George and this whole. I guess it's a new way to try and work the system. Like she's got this. This is where she gets the idea to save the guy she questions what would have happened if I had not gone on my break and blah 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 um what the fuck Jeremy why can't you just leave shit alone why because, does she have to because we've already her? established that that little girl did something to her and she can't not alright I think mm-hmm. she ha- I think po- part of it is her personality she yeah. has this need to poke around the edges and see why can't I do this? Why shouldn't I do this? I kind of have the same thing. So do I. Yeah. I think any I think any right thinking person does. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, sadly, the best way to learn what not to do is to do the wrong thing and go, oh, don't do that anymore. And as a person who, if you put a sign over a button that says, don't press this button. Oh, 100%. The only thing I want to do in this world is press that button. Careful, sir. This plate is hot. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck that's hot. <laughs> you were kidding. Every damn time. Um, did this is just absolutely nothing? Just a random question. I did. Are we to believe that she wrote "no longer available" herself next to her name as she was going through all these names? She sees her name and she goes, "Oh, no longer available." Did you notice that? Look quick. Oh, she, I did notice that yeah. very briefly. Did she do it? Right no, then? or is that just from no, I back think that, when it happened? Back when she I died think somebody like, well she either maybe saw her name and well either well she did die in spectacular fashion, mm-hmm. so they it wouldn't be out of it wouldn't be out of uh, the idea for somebody to go oh yeah I know this girl she got mm-hmm. killed by a toilet seat from space no she's longer probably available. not available. <laughs> I think I couldn't because I couldn't tell if I couldn't tell if it was her typing it just then or if it was like supposed to be like quick flashback to when it got typed. I think it's more interesting that she's seeing her name on the list of remedial, like, Mm -hmm. bottom of the barrel candidates. Oh, yeah. No, no. Totally. Um, But then it shows... It actually shows it typing, so... No longer gets typed. Then maybe she... Maybe she did add that. I don't... I I think that's... Yeah. I can't say... I I think I was probably writing down notes when that was on. Yeah, I overanalyzed it. It, She did type it in like or not that she typed it in but that it was type we watched it get typed in then so. that would be her yes it would have to be her yeah she was just adding a little yeah no longer one more one more door she's closing on her old life i know yeah it's just uh pretty sad all right i think that's all i got you have anything else for this little bit no i yeah. want to get to the next one because what the figgity fuck yeah no that's a good question uh, let me read my brief thing about it please so Reuben Mason are at the Waffle House. They're talking about blackjack, maybe. They're wearing shirts that say, they say slot squaw. 
I checked. I thought they said Slot Squad. Squa. Okay. S-Q-A. They're wearing some shirts that say Slot Squa along with a bunch of old ladies that are getting on a bus. And they get on with them. That's, that's it. But I want to talk about this scene. Um, what the fuck is going on with this scene? Four times. I had to go back four times. Me too! And listen to what the fuck was coming out of Rube's mouth. Thank you. The whole thing about Blackjack and everything. And then... Well, it took me a while too. I'm like, I think he's talking about Blackjack. Yes. He has to be. T- he's talking about hitting or staying. Right. And the person next to you. And yeah. There's some interesting lines in there, but none of them make sense together. So, well, let me open the question to you. No. What? Or... <laughs> All right. No, no. Open okay. the question. No, it's fine. Go for it. What is he saying? What does this tell us about Rube? If I had the energy, I would go on a stream of conscious thing like you did last episode, <laughs> talking about whatever it was. Do it. Um, no. Do it. Oh, uh, see, blackjack is like being a reaper and being at a table full of. Uh, different reapers and when a female comes up and uh, does something that affects the entire table it fucking I don't know I lost it (laughs) it's the only like it's some sort of weird supposed to be a metaphor for his anger for George which he hasn't expressed yet in this episode let's uh, go ahead and say this is shitty shitty writing it's awful but if we have to take the writing for I was hoping I wasn't if we have to take the writing for what it is and apply that to this universe as we already had had to do in this yeah. episode, yeah. what does this tell us about Rube? He's a here's my here's my <laughs> here's what I think is interesting. Uh-huh. That his assertion that there is a thing you have to do and if you don't do it the person the, the the random the, the random cards the randomness that's going to to happen after you is somehow affected by you. Therefore, you are responsible for the hands that are dealt that you have no control over. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was getting from the whole thing is the George. Yeah. And George is that and person George, at the black tech now that, is that messes a, it up for everybody else. Now, the fact that Mason made that connection to George, I had to go, wait, wait. Yeah, how did Mason oh, get that? Oh, we're He's talking so, about George? Yeah. I mean, I know what they're trying to say. They're trying desperately to relate back to George being mm-hmm. the yeah. proverbial yeah. wrench in the machinery. Yeah. She's a constipator. Yeah. As we find out. Yeah. Which, and uh, I get that that's kind of... Okay. I get that that's kind of what they're going. Number one, didn't wasn't obvious. And I had also had to go back and rewatch and be like, what the fuck? So how does how the fuck does Mason get this? No, it could have been fixed by having anything beforehand referencing him, Rube, being annoyed with George for whatever reason. A reference to what she has done before and exactly. why, how he's still... Came out of nowhere, this whole anger at George. You're right, I should be talking to George about this. I shouldn't be bringing it up with you. And it's like, bringing up what? What are you bringing up? <laughs> but I, I have no idea. But this, I, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and go on this bizarre... I think the. I think his view is interesting. So let's assume. Let's, let's take this game of blackjack, okay? Yeah. Blackjack is a game of chance. Weird you don't metaphor. know... You, you do not know how the cards are going to be dealt. Mm-hmm. 
So there is the element of chaos. Yes. Now this balance. Now on the other side, you have this balance of what is planned, what is fate. As now, as he says, if you're at a table, you have some obligation to the other people at the table because, as he says, they're your fellow man. Of course, you like them. You don't have any obligation to them, though. You're playing by yourself. But it's you're interesting that he yourself. thinks you do. Nah. So he. A dumb metaphor. So in this in this game of life, as <laughs> we are as. We are all waffles on a conveyor belt. Exactly. Right? <laughs> more more philosophy from dead like me. You don't play the game to win. You play the game the way you have to in order for the cards to fall the way they should so that the person this next so to you no, gets, no, gets to dumb. win if he it's was dumb. meant to win. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> Rube is dumb, and it's Wait. dumb that Mason knew what you, supposedly you knew what Rube was. You have a man crush on Rube. I know. <laughs> I'm. I have a man crush on his snarkiness. I have a man crush on him threatening babies. That's what I have a man crush on, and his love for Key Lime Pie. Like, That's a very interesting <laughs> position. Not Key Lime right. Pie, the threatening babies. The babies like, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that key he threatens pies. babies. Yeah. The more uh, babies, the better. <laughs> I'm going to go home and threaten a baby right now. Fuck it. Right now. Um, yeah. That was dumb. That whole thing. With that being said, that was yeah, dumb. Let's was move really on. Dumb, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, there were some good lines in some of them where, like, where Mason, Mason's reactions were funny. Where he's just like, do I do I like the man? Of course you like the man. He's your, your fellow, fellow man. man. Of course you like if it, If the whole scene made any sense, the dialogue was... Very bantery and cool. Yeah, but it but made no sense. it made no fucking sense. No, it made no sense. It was you distracted with fancy dialogue. Um, and then I think I think this has to be one of those fucking things that he, the creator, probably got into an argument about, and something got cut or rewritten. Possibly to, this yeah. could this does feel like something was missing. Something weird because there's no real explanation for the busload of ladies and everything, and I don't know. It's kind of wishy-washy i do like the choice to put the t-shirt over mason's leather jacket (laughs) i did notice the collar was out i did notice that that was funny to which i replied what the fuck yeah um and some of that banter i liked was mason saying what conversation did we have then who gives a shit just not this one (laughs) just forget we ever had this conversation well what conversation did we had who gives a shit just not this one like who's gonna ask (laughs) (sighs) i love rube but that was dumb. That scene was dumb. I did put love room there. <laughs> I still love room. You with the man crush he on He didn't Rube. write it. He's just an unwitting character. Unwitting. Uh, <laughs> someone else's. Or a studio messing with someone else's writing. Um, next scene. You ready? Yeah. I'm ready as Fuck I it. can be for this Fuck scene. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Well, really, it's just... So, we are treated to an infomercial... Starring Mr. Gary Collins and Marianne Mobley for the Ab Solver, which is a device that exercises your abs without you having to do any actual exercise. Do we need to comment on the fact that there are real things like this out there in the world that people buy? No, nope, I think it's a beautiful thing yeah, that they are just, making okay. fun of this. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. There are things like this out there in the world, and it's funny. Um, it makes me laugh. Um, and then what else did I have for this short, short little infomercial thing? I looked it up. So I was curious because they, the, the two people, I'm like, who are these people? Why did they choose these people? They were married. These are actual people. They're playing okay. themselves. They're playing themselves. I don't know who they are. They're way before 
my time. I don't know. I mean, fucking know who they were. Um, they unfortunately died a few years after the show. Um, not a few, but within 10 years. Because of an ad solver related incident? I sure hope so. Um, <laughs> so, the Marianne Mobley in the infomercial, she's titled Former Miss America. She was Miss America in 1959. Jesus. Yeah. So, I'm just like... I'm that like, is a former Miss was, America. Yeah, but she was also an actress and television personality, according to Wikipedia. That was like what listed, act, you know, actress, television personality, Miss America, nineteen fifty nine. Gary Collins, he's listed as TV personality, and Wikipedia has him as film, television actor, talk show host. So basically, the exact same as her, except for the Miss America thing. Why do you think they put Miss America instead of actress or TV personality like him? Because they're selling exercise equipment and Miss America requires more fitness. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Mm. You don't need to you don't need to be fit to be an actress. No. Yeah, you do. Because we're talk about Susan Summers Suzanne Summers and Thymaster later. Actress. I maintain Same you thing. don't. Nah. What's her name? Rebel something or other? Rebel Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Clearly you don't need to be fit. Funny as fuck, but true, clearly you don't need to be fit. True story. Um, I just got a, I mean, not from the show, it's, but from the people who made the, the fake people who made the fake infomercial, like, is sexist as fuck. Oh, yeah. Point. Totally. Like, doing the Miss America, and he's the TV personality, and I looked it up, I'm like, she's a TV personality, too. After she was Miss America, she did some shit. Like, they're just <laughs> like, that's all people know. She was Miss America. That's it. Um, that's really my only point. And then, yeah. Okay. We're done with that one. Next scene. This is the one you want to talk about. This is the one uh, I want to see, talk about. See, yeah, I know. You got all excited, and I'm like, we're actually not there yet. I, I, okay. I just kind of lumped this in with the other scene and just with a, yeah, well, isn't that interesting? To, I just wanted to get that shit out of there. Okay. So. Unpack that. Before we get to the good stuff. So, after that, infomercial kind of zooms out of the TV into the uh, waiting room where George has arrived to her appointment 11 minutes before the ETD and two miles from where he was supposed to die. Uh, at first, Mr. Monroe won't see George until she tells his assistant that she's there because his son drugged her and videotaped homeless people having sex with her unconscious body. She tells Mr. Monroe the lie, and because of this, he misses his appointment. Jeremy Jones. Well, you got to give it to her. She knows how to get an audience. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Effective, but was this the best way? <laughs> this was not... She did not plan anything here. She just... Her plan was to show up, say, I need to talk to him, and hope that she got in there. And when she didn't get in, she came up... This the best she could come up with? I mean... His son drugged <laughs> me, and then not... Did not rape me. Had other homeless men rape me, and then videotaped it. It's interesting that's where her mind went, yes. Yeah. And then her, like, comment about, like, every penthouse forum, whatever, that I could think of. How many penthouse forums has she read? I, a fair amount, apparently. apparently. I mean, apparently she might have been a connoisseur for all we know. Yeah. Um, this is fucked up, this story she comes up with. Like, it's excessive. It's is funny it, as fuck. Like, is, that saying, is, it, is it bad that I, there's, I, I have a deep-seated... Like, almost admiration for her on this one? No. No, because I kind of do, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Overanalyzing it, I feel like there was a better way. Well, clearly there was a better way. <laughs> there were a hundred better I ways. Know. But she okay. wasn't doing the better way. No, she, she was, was doing the George last way. 
it's like the it's like the wrong way, but faster. To become a motivational speaker, the George Last way. Come learn the George Last way. Yeah, there are a hundred ways. She could have just said, "Hey, your son drugged me and raped me." She could say, mm-hmm. "I mean, the fact that there's homeless people involved." Once she got in the room, she could have been like, "Actually, I lied about all that. I needed to tell you something. I just needed to get in here." Like I've seen many. Although, what do you, what do you tell them? Uh, you're going to die in two minutes, so just hang out for a second. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Why wouldn't he listen to that? Because I like, wouldn't listen to just someone. Just give it a minute. Just give it a minute. Just okay. be five minutes late and you'll live. And I'm like, right. she's wrong. I'm five minutes late. Who cares? I don't know. He probably wouldn't have done it. No. I think. He probably wouldn't have bought it. Is it the best way? No. Is it a way? Yeah. It is it effective. a way? It was a way. It was effective. And, you know, beautifully done because, as she pointed out, she also got some instant karma. Yeah, she got that money. I'd she like got the money. Give you some money. Like Which give, is, I like by, that's by, his reaction. By the I way, like to give you some money. By the way, yeah, I want to say unpack that for a second. <laughs> he like he just looks understandably terrified because who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. And his reaction is, I would like to give you some money <laughs> because, as we have learned in the news for a while, <sighs> yep. that's what people do. <laughs> yep. Oh, you've been sexually assaulted. Here, have some money. <laughs> Uh, okay. I did like a little bit where the assistant or whoever comes back and just like, here's my sister's card. She can get nail that son of a bitch <laughs> to the wall or whatever. And then I wrote down, I wrote down solidarity sister and then press play. And the woman does this with her fist. Yes. And I was like, she totally does like a solidarity sister. Hashtag thing. me too. Long right? before Way hashtag before me too. was a thing. Long, yeah. long before hashtag meant the fuck anything. Right. They, they, so. they, it was a pound sign back then. It was a pound sign. Pound it. Pound it. I will not. Okay. I refuse. Next scene? That's absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, homeless people. Hello, hurry. I'm going to have to make a sissy soon. Body. Yeah, you will. <laughs> um, Rube, Rube and Mason have popped the bus full of old ladies and are waiting at the airport. We only know that from a quick... I didn't hear that quick line from George and I had to re-listen for it the second time. The whole popping the bus full of old ladies. So I was confused. Yes. So, they popped the bus full of old ladies, and they are now waiting at the airport. We are, I am assuming they went gambling, went to the casino. All right, we can assume whatever the fuck we want. They've done something between for, now and going to the airport. For for all we know... And they look pissed. They ended up in a, in a uh, Vancouver whorehouse for three days and they are could've. just now getting back. They could have. Let me, let me do the re, uh, read this shit. Rube says a little too loudly... That he's going to kill a baby that won't stop crying. Mason, as he's smuggling drugs up his ass, is spotted by a drug dog and both men are detained. Rube is forced to write an apology letter and Mason is strip searched. So they were bouncing back through like a bunch of scenes, so I just kind of put them all in order here. The other thing that's going on, nothing is found on... Oh, wait. Did I... No, I didn't finish. Nothing is found on or in Mason because the condom full of drugs up his rectum has broken. Meanwhile, at happy time, George is feeling pretty proud of herself for utilizing the new loophole she's discovered as she drops off her list of employees to, to Dolores' desk. She finds the receptionist, Crystal, licking Dolores' phone. Uh, at the last house, Joy is trying to make Reggie pick something that they can go do together like pottery class or painting. They were back, bouncing back and forth through all those yes, things. Yes, they were. So kind of, I, wrote, so I, I, I divide this up into three scenes, but we'll, yeah. let's kind of, cram them together. Because they were bouncing back and forth. And so. There's only a few interesting moments in here anyway. They're 
interesting not a lot of interest there's a lot of questions though to be had about rube and mason um they're pissed rube is pissed like that's like that's well he's pissed at george apparently maybe or there was a scene at the casino and he was pissed for something else like i don't know what's going on he lost his ass because he has a gambling problem as you've yes what if what if we don't know I'm saying something happened that we didn't weren't privy to. They just threw in that line like, "Oh, and they popped the souls of those ladies on the bus." Belaria I con- feel like that could have been a death that was on our list of cool deaths. Belaria, confirm this for you. This is the first instance we have of Mason having a drug problem, correct? Mm, well, yes. I we, you and I like, have talked about. I you feel and I have like talked some- about his drug use. I feel you like thought he was high on the other episode. I feel like drugs have been implied, but, but never, never directly right. referenced. Yeah, because you were sure that he was high in at least one of the other episodes. Yeah, but that could have been the actor. True, could have been. <laughs> well, Mason, we know Mason when he was alive was a druggie, and the reason he's dead is because he drilled a hole in his head because he was trying to get the ultimate high. So yes, it's not. Above. Okay, I, I I had forgotten about that. So yeah, so it's not the first instance. No. It's the first instance that's utilized Since, as part of the plot. Yes, cool, correct. Yes, um, let's see. Well, I did write down. I'm gonna go make a sissy. So apparently that's just what he says. So I'm gonna start saying that from now on. Please to it stop. As go don't. And Please make don't. a sissy. I'm gonna make a sissy. It sounds like you're gonna it's euphemism for having sex in order to breed a child who's going to get his head put into a toilet ah i get it um (laughs) (laughs) that was a a long staggered uh uh, road to that end (laughs) um excuse me me and your mama gonna make a sissy just like you (laughs) (laughs) the look on your face is a mix of disgust and (laughs) uh i'm gonna kill that fucking baby why is he so upset? Something happened. He is like the anger towards babies and wanting to kill them. Okay. Here's what did happened. Did not come from nowhere. Here's what happened. All right. We're breaking this show right now. Rube does have a gambling problem. <laughs> yeah, he does. But the bus crashed before they went to the casino and they spent so much they spent too much time popping the souls as we understand is a is a is a hell of a process. Mm-hmm. By the time the bus crashed, they were late for their plane so they had to Book it to the airport. He didn't get to spend yeah. the amount of time he'd like at the casino. And He's, when they got there, the plane was delayed anyways. And the plane was delayed anyway, so he now could have been there. losing his ass, but yeah. he didn't, and so he's pissed off. That's what happened. All right. That's officially what happened. That's canon, motherfuckers. Canon. Because <clears throat> it makes sense. It works for me, actually. <laughs> <It> works for me. <laughs> like, Honestly, that works fine. You're like, wow, that Something. actually makes sense. <laughs> Fucking works. Um, all right. So the poor guy that has to tell lean Mason to lean into him. <laughs> that's gotta be the worst part of his fucking job. I'm just saying. That's terrible. The fact that there are people that have to do that. Just look up strangers' butts and make sure there's no drugs up there. <laughs> like that's part of your job. That's gross. I mean, yes, there are weird jobs. I don't think that's the weirdest, but... I didn't say it was the weirdest. I don't want it. <laughs> and I don't think that you guy wants it. You don't want to be an it. anal inspector? I do not want okay. to inspect the anals. 
Um, the annals of history, as it were. Annals of... Yes. Um, okay. And I'm a little confused with the whole condom thing in Mason. Are, are we to believe that the reason they couldn't find the condom was because it had gone up too far? And or had and or had broken and was not visible anymore. Like why didn't? Because well, when he sits back down, it looks. To answer the, this question, I'd like I'd like to go back just a little bit and talk about the directing in this this scene. So this is where they're kind of going back and forth. We've got um, Reggie and her mother talking about pottery class. Right. We've got. I feel like the they went back to George at this they, point in this time. This is when they go to George. Yep. Um, the of they're conflating. And then we've got Mason getting a rectal exam. And, and by the way, Rube having to apologize. Yeah. Is, it a mis- is it a coincidence that all this is happening while Mason is getting, shall we say, rectally observed? And is that a commentary on what's going on? Because... Let's point out, there is no earthly reason to write him being caught and then given the old up the jazzy. Now, is there? Because 100%, they no. don't find the drugs. No. It's not part of the plot. They no. could just be sitting there. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely no reason other than it's kind of funny to watch yeah. you know, the, 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 the facial expressions of a man mm-hmm. who's getting a little bit of a, the two-finger discount, as it were. Rube threatens the baby. Yes. Goes to take a sissy. Gets right. Questioned, whatever, has to apologize. That's fine. Mason's sitting there. Cut to the balloon explodes. My That's all you need. I mean the balloon could explode, but the but I would you accept don't need the, the balloon. My point is, does it happen to illustrate is the pottery the class scene. Is the pottery class Reggie's anal examination, for example, is what's going on at Happy Time, George's rectal examination, as it were. Is having to write an apology a rectal examination for Rube? And I, sorry I have to use the word rectal examination as many times as I'm going to, but hey, one more, rectal examination. (laughs) What were they examining again? (laughs) I mean, one could be forgiven for thinking that because well then well, you tell me what the fuck no, is going cause, on because <laughs> you're right because well, like i said the scene's unnecessary like i said you could just go straight to because all they do later is just deal with mason dealing with the balloon breaking so you don't need to show the dog and the rectal examination you can just show the balloon and you're good and move on with your lives. You don't even need Getting the old anal probe, as it were. You don't need Rube to have to give the apology. Like you don't need any of it. Stop doing that with your finger. <laughs> you don't need any. I think I wrote it down. Like, do we fucking need any of this? No, shit? we don't need any of this no. shit. But it's there. We have to talk about it. why. And that's my best. That's. It's not. No, I don't get. I don't see that connection at all. I guess what I'm saying. I guess what I want to say is that pottery classes. Are the rectal examination of the arts and craft world. Uncomfortable situations. But all George does is, well, she has to, yeah, because she has a conversation with Dolores that seems unnecessary and maybe it's just meant to be uncomfortable and to be uncomfortable like the rectal examination. It's an interesting idea, but unnecessary. It's not well done, but that's the best I got. 
I think you're right that that's kind of the direction they were going. I can't think of any other reason for any of it. I can think of a lot of reasons to cut it. <laughs> other than, hey, he's got a finger up his butt. That's funny. It's funny. <laughs> and honestly, the first time we watched it, I doubt I had a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it at all. I probably I just kinda... enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, so just... it's a fun scene. Hey, look, there's a Brit getting a little finger. Yeah. Look, a little finger. Yeah, a little finger. Um, yeah, you get to hear Rube say, I'm going to kill that fucking booby. God, when he sits back down, <laughs> does it again. He's just like, Rube. You're just as bad as George. You don't learn. He doesn't learn. He doesn't learn either. Uh, let's see. What do I got? Uh, condom. Yeah, that was stupid. Um, oh, my God. I love Crystal. When she's licking the phone. I still had a visceral reaction to seeing her do that because I forgot that was coming. And then you see her and you're just like, oh, my God. Crystal's licking the phone. That is hilarious. Because you had Dolores made a point of wiping her phone earlier and, you know, using the hand sanitizer and everything and talking about cold and flu, and then Crystal goes over and just licks it. What? What do you want to say, Jeremy? What do you got? <laughs> no, I was looking Crystal at my... Crystal is the agent of chaos in the office. I actually wrote those words exactly. I knew that's how you would word it. <laughs> agent of chaos. She is the, uh, yeah, she is the chaos in this particular scenario. Oh, yeah. I actually had this written down for later, but let's get into it now. Oh, do we? Can you we? dearly love Crystal. So do I. Yeah. Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> She's She is so... a plague rat. <laughs> That's why I love her. Because I don't like Dolores, and she doesn't like Dolores, so I'm right there with her. So you're like, go do it. Give her the plague. Give her. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Dolores. There is something to be said for her sanitizing the shit out of everything and then her coming right behind him like, fuck <laughs> you and your alcohol-based sanitation. <laughs> uh, just that image of her just on her knees, just hiding, just like, blah, blah, licking the phone. Uh, and George is like, all right, I saw nothing. I'm going to back away. <sighs> I love Crystal. Um, yeah, that was the... Was that scene where she gives her the catalog? She's like, Dolores is there, and she comes up, and she asks her, Pap went. Um, and then she says, I left you a catalog to spruce up your workspace. Yeah. I wrote that's that all down. all that happens. That scene seems unnecessary. Was it in the montage with the anal probe? No, that came later. It was after, right? It was, it was after. a little bit after. It's kind of after the all of it. Best happened. I got is so we're going back to the maternal idea with her big. This kind of need yeah. to get George to conform, although she seems to be doing just fine conforming. Yeah. I don't know why. She's yeah. It's kind of I guess it goes into your maternal thing, your thoughts there, because why else would she care what although, her space looks like in that scene? George's face when she goes, when uh, when uh, Dolores says, pretty soon you'll be having my job. And she goes, only when you get a promotion. <laughs> yes. I loved that. Cause that that's... face she made is, you could, if you had to take a picture and label it, please kill me, that would be the picture you would want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that whole, yeah, that whole bit where she had to. Kiss her ass, kiss ass to... She's kissing her ass and she doesn't know why she's doing it. Right. Well, I say because you need to. Which, 
I've had those situations where, why am I doing this? Yeah. I had a... man, I don't know if I passed it or what. I had a whole question about... Maybe I got to it later. Excuse me. Anyways. Let's see. Reggie has yoga on Saturdays. I didn't notice that in the uh, in the. In this I was on the rewatch. Garage. I heard it because they're doing the. She's brushing her teeth and she says, "Whatever." And Reggie says, "I can't. I have yoga on Saturdays." And Joy says, "We could do both." I think she's talking about the pottery. Like we could do pottery. Uh, on yeah, Saturdays. I guess yeah. I didn't really register, but yeah. okay. An eleven-year-old has yoga. Why? Because they let dogs do yoga now. Literally on Sundays at where I work, we do yoga with a pint of beer. Yoga <laughs> is a thing. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Drunk yoga. I'm all for that. But 11-year-old yoga? Sure, I why mean, not? She's flexible enough. She's 11. Whatever. I think it, I thought it perked Let it be known that Sean is against yoga. That's what I'm guessing. I I'm like yoga. I wish I did it more. But Reggie's doing yoga? I don't know. Gymnastics, maybe. But yoga? You can do yoga if she wants. I guess. She's an adult. Oh, wait. Reggie's... She can dance if she wants to and you can leave your friends behind. Um, you can. Friends don't dance. And if they don't dance, then they're, frankly, no friends of mine. I'm going to have safety dance stuck in my head all day. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Reggie's shitty reaction to pottery class. And can we just buy that stuff? That'd be my reaction. <laughs> I know. Because I mean, she knows the point of it. And she's just like being a shit just to be a shit. And she's like, can't wait, you wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you whoa, saying whoa, whoa, whoa. a girl between <laughs> the ages of about 10 to 12 is doing something to deliberately irritate her mother? <gasps> That's my shocked face. That is a shocked face. <laughs> I believe that's their entire function in the the minute they get up in the morning till they go to bed at night. I think they just tally up how many times have I made my mother's eye twitch. Yeah. This is when I wrote down Team Joy. The scene. Because I'm... Joy's making a fucking effort for the first fucking time. A real effort. I feel like she was making an effort before, just she was mm, bad at it. She made a... She would like kind of make an effort and then like completely destroy that effort right after making the effort. I would argue she was making an effort. She was just really, really bad at it. Yeah. You know, you can be really, you she can wasn't bad at put it your time. heart and soul to something if, and if you suck at it. Yeah. But she's not sucking at it this time. I don't think she's sucking at it. No, this she's time. gotten better. Reggie's and, just and being one would an hope that she does. Yeah. She just hasn't picked the right And thing. Reggie's, what, 11 and yeah. a pain in the ass. Like, as I'm a joy because I'm like, She's not saying you have to do fucking pottery. She's giving you an idea, and then you say, I don't want that, but how about this? Like, she's trying to do something with you, you know? She's trying to connect, and I'm with her. I'm with her on this. Okay. Reggie's a little shit in this gene. It's nice to know you're on Team Joy. Team Joy, man. Although I feel like I should want to be on Team Reggie just to be a, well, a little shit. Sure. I mean, that's you. Yeah, it is. All over, so. Um, I wrote down... I'm going to kill that fucking baby <laughs> for the second time. I just love the second one. We're talking about the baby or are we talking about uh, Reggie at this point in time? Just watching that show going, I'm going to kill that fucking I'm gonna baby. I'm going to kill that fucking baby. I'm going to kill that fucking 11 year old. Um, yeah. And then why is the airport scene there? Not necessary. None of it. None of it. You could have explained later with Mason and the drugs. You could have just like 
thrown in a line, exposition that shit, like gotten rid of all that other shit. The real, the only thing that does carry over from this is the fact that Mason has a leaking. The only thing, yeah. Of, we'll get into that, but what the fuck is leaking into yeah, his asshole? Something, something. <laughs> because bad. something bad. I'm in not. Canada. I am not something a bad Canada drugs. I'm not a chemical avenger like clearly Mason is, but clearly. what drug does this? No one knows. <sighs> does yeah, I don't know. He has a lot of weird reactions to it. Uh, next thing. Sure. All right. We're at the happy time offices, and Dolores is asking George, Millie, to work uh, an extra day a week. She also asked George to tell Crystal to call a client, or someone, uh, to tell her that they got her an assistant. George, after seeing Crystal licking the phone, is afraid to boss her around, and instead asks for the number and calls herself. George also tells Crystal she won't tell anyone about the licking. Later, Dolores asks George why she called instead of why she called instead of Crystal, and Dolores praises her for her initiative, saying that she could one day have her job. The scene you were talking about. Was, I jumped ahead a little bit. You did, but that's fine. We're that this is where she said, One day you could have my job. Please kill me with a stick. Um yeah. What do you got for this scene, Jeremy? Besides that moment, other than Yellow Love Crystal, that bizarre office gremlin. (laughs) I loved her response. She's like an office graveling. Oh, yeah. She is. She really is. Um, I loved... And I don't know why I like her, but I do. She's so weird. You're more drawn to the weird characters, Jeremy. It's a personality flaw, I'm afraid. True that. When George is like, I won't tell anyone. Crystal's like, what did I do? Oh my god, yes. It's her only line the whole episode. What did I do? And thus, <laughs> and thus the war begins, by the way. Uh, it ends. I mean, it ends. I mean, but it begins. But it begins. Oh, I love it. That was so great. Um, what the fuck did they do at Happy Time? Well, they're staffing, aren't they? I they're doing temporary yeah, staffing. That must be what they do. Yeah. She had gone in there in episode one to be a temporary employee, which yeah. is why she was at the, wherever the fuck she was, filing. Yeah. But they are a temp agency. They find people to fill temporary positions, but now she is a full-time employee of the agency itself. Three days a week is full-time? Sorry, she's a part-time employee. Sorry. Go fuck yourself. But she says, Dolores, I'm, I'm more commenting on Dolores, because she says, this part-time thing is working, how about three days instead of two? Ooh. It's like, that's still part-time, Dolores. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. That's interesting. Uh, I liked the line I stood out because I was standing <laughs> from George like she's failing upward I'm failing upwards I only stood out because I was standing yeah so I don't know yeah coming on I don't know her like accidentally moving upward but you think that it's not as much I don't think accident. it's accidental I don't I, you she seems to think I keep well you got to keep in mind that she is narrating this so this is from her point of view and ask anybody we lie to ourselves all the time yeah so she's saying that she doesn't do is not doing this on purpose but I think she is mm-hmm. now her now her bizarre motivation to try to please Dolores is confusing but that's where I kind of come back to like she's almost looking at her as a maternal figure yeah I could get that because she's not getting that from Rube. She's not getting any paternal right now. He's I mean... Always angry at him. 
Well, I think her. she's seeking that from him, yeah. I think yeah. she's seeking that. Oh, no. And she's not it's, getting it, so she's probably unconsciously getting it from Dolores as well. It's it's harder to get from him, although, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I wrote down, because I didn't, I wasn't thinking maternal stuff at all between these two. But, I mean, this is more of a writing question. Um, I mean, all this stuff. So, especially after the last episode, we had this, like, really distinct theme to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one seems to have a theme or is trying to have some kind of a overall something and I'm looking at these scenes in the office trying to figure out what they're there for like the crystal stuff makes sense to me well crystal you have her as an embodiment of chaos yeah now George and Dolores is a kind of a subplot her Mm -hmm. seeking the approval of the only thing I can think of was that like it's like her fate within the company and she's changing her fate by making all these saying all these things with Dolores. I don't know. I'm sure, we'll go with that. The straws here. I don't know. Um, We're also, as we have established, this was not a terribly well written episode. No, so. no, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to be as strong in the theme thing as the last. Which well, and you also, don't have to have a theme every episode, but I think you. Well, I think you do most, because every story should have an argument. True that. Yeah. Otherwise, well... I mean, depending on the type of story you're trying to tell. But this show, definitely. But I think a good story, a lot of times, will have some... It might be subtle. It might be overt. It might be as Mm. simple as sometimes life sucks. Yeah. But every story should have an argument behind it. And if you can't identify that, then what what you have is a story that doesn't seem to go anywhere. Yeah. And this doesn't seem to go anywhere. Not really. Just any... Any it's well-written like, story. It's like they're and it doesn't have, their toe. And it doesn't have to be a profound universal truth. It just has to be a statement. Sure. I get that. I feel like... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to find a reason for these office scenes, and I'm not... Well, and the argument in this episode personal. is fate... You know, everything is controlled by fate except when it isn't. Mm-hmm. And we have to all abide by that, but none of us do. Yeah. So... Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, next thing? Sure. At the Waffle House, the Reapers are dealing with a huge hiccup and are expecting a bunch of deaths at unknown times. Mason, for obvious reasons, isn't feeling well. George tells Rube that her person from earlier that day never showed, and Rube obviously doesn't believe her. Rube tries to convince her to tell the truth, but George sticks with her story. Later, George and Mason break into someone's house, find him dead due to the absolver he's wearing, which we learn is how lots of people died, all because George distracted the company owner from paying attention to the risk assessment warning from his legal department that said that the sweat, that when sweat touches the absolver, the thing catches on fire and fries the person wearing it. Uh, belly fire? Belly fire. That's what the, the team calls it. Belly fire. Belly fire. That was morbid and funny as fuck. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> they call it the I belly. Just, they nicknamed it a belly fire. I will. I will grant this to the writer. This. I, I. I loved this plot twist. Yeah. That in that by telling this lie to the executive who would have normally figured this out and this wouldn't have happened, mm-hmm. the world needs to compensate by killing a lot of folk. Yep. And I think. This is where you, as a writer, can defend the extremeness of George's 
what she said because you needed something extreme enough to distract him from something this important, you know, something I would that defend would make it you less, flip your shit. I would defend it less that you needed this. I just defend it more along the lines of it's interesting, mm-hmm. you know, a year from now when you ask how if I were to ask you how did George distract the CEO of this uh, company? You wouldn't say, oh, yeah, she she told him something, but I don't remember mm-hmm. what. You'd say, oh, my God, there's, like, this scene where he said. <laughs> yeah. It's memorable, and it's very George. No, it so. is. No, it is. Um, and it leads to uh, this shot of him, like, beating his son. Oh, my gosh, kicking oh my his God. ass down the stairs, which is. I wanna talk, yeah, I want to talk about that, because I feel bad for the son, because he. Because he didn't do this shit. Kid. Yeah, he's a good kid and didn't do any of this. Well, we I would feel hope. like I, I, I feel, feel like he must be kind of a shit if he thinks <laughs> that this is something he would do. Yeah, I feel like there's yeah, got to be some history. Something here. he's done. Yeah, because I did. I mean, hashtag me too. I loved his dad's reaction. <laughs> that is not. Oh, you you don't do that. You son of a. I don't know what he said, but he was just so fucking mad and he should be that's how mad you should be if you find, <laughs> if you find your son has raped someone that's your re- that is the proper <laughs> to, response to beat, the shit, beat the shit out of him down to flight of stairs yes I mean, sure fair enough yes something <laughs> react jesus um yeah anyways i liked that bit um there another moment that makes me feel that there was something cut that we all missed when Mason makes a com- makes the comment. Maybe it's a bus full of old ladies. Right, I'm talking about all the people. He's like, maybe it's a bus full of old ladies. Yeah. I know, I know what bus you're talking about. I don't know what bus you're talking about. I barely know what bus you're talking about. But why are well, we? Well, they just talk- came back from. Yeah, why are we talking about it? Because we, we need we, to make some reference ah, to it somehow. No, you don't. No, you don't. That was a reference to something that we didn't see. Um, but we need to make sure it happened. Jeremy, what's the soup of the day? Cream of bullshit. <laughs> I love Rube. Uh, that was a good reaction. We know. But it was, was a good. That was a good. That was a good line. I liked that. She's like, uh, my guy didn't show. What's the soup of the day? Cream of bullshit. <laughs> um, conversation in the bathroom while Mason is shitting what? <laughs> exactly. Is he like shitting the drugs? Shitting the condom? He's in a lot of pain. He's praying to Jesus. What the fuck? <laughs> Is he smuggling? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It it looks like a combination of LSD. Mm, Yeah. I'm going to go ahead on a limb and say some sort of like ecstasy or derivative thereof. Yeah, I don't know. Um, know. And then something that apparently infantilizes somebody, (laughs) which I don't even know what drug does that. I'm thinking that just having that amount of drugs in your colon just cannot be good for your colon. (laughs) Well, I think that's what we're. That's what I got from it. Like a yeah, shit ton but, of heroin or something up in your colon. Like that's not gonna feel good. But that's gonna be. Painful. He's slaying there on the goddamn porch of this house they're breaking into. Yeah. The key falls on his. Crotch. Oh, I wrote that one down. My winky. It's on my wank. My, my wank, wank has the key. key. <laughs> that was good. He tries to break open the door by just like flopping into it, then <laughs> falling down. Key falls on his crotch. I mean, My part of this has the key. Part of this annoys me because it's like you obviously don't know how drugs work. Whoever wrote this, yeah, it would be interesting if it, it would be at least interesting if it were 
heroin and he be, begins to act like a heroin addict, which isn't all that exciting because he just falls asleep. Or if yeah. it was coke and he suddenly right. becomes, you know, Mason. The size up. of that condom or whatever balloon, it was, that's a lot of heroin. Like if that was heroin, I think you feel like he would be dead. Like it He's already been. dead. Oh, true. <laughs> that's what the... would, yeah. So he's having this like reaction that a normal person wouldn't have. Well, I feel like he'd just fall asleep for a while, yeah. but you know. I don't know. He obviously can't overdose, or if he can, well, he'll just live through it. Yeah, he can. It just won't die. It just won't be fatal. But this isn't an overdose. I don't know what the fuck this is. Something. Again, I'm not the toxic avenger some of my friends are, but I've heard enough stories that... Yeah, I don't know. Even I know this is not how drugs work. Maybe not. I don't know. Saw a movie once with a girl... About a girl with a wank? He's... Did you remember? Did you hear that little bit He's talking about wanks after the key. Right. This wank had the key. She's carrying him in, which, why did Rube insist that Mason go and help everyone? We need your help. We need George to carry you around. Like, <laughs> he's no help in the state he's in. Like, why is he out reaping? Like, he's more of a hindrance than anything right now. But he, he goes off. He's like, he's like, he's like, do you ever think of having a wank about a wank? I saw a movie once with a girl with a wank. It looked like a boy with... Fake tits. <laughs> she looked like a boy with fake tits. That was a fucking weird line. <laughs> Anyways, total Mason line. Um, yeah. And then... Da, 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 da. Oh. Um, all these people dying because the they're sweating while using it. Mm-hmm. They're using it wrong. They're supposed to be sitting there like fat pieces of shit. Just letting it... Blah, 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 yeah, but as you do that, you sweat still. Sitting there? Oh, that's sad. sad. I mean, you start sweating. While you, oh, some of these people. I'm guessing like a lot of these porkers <laughs> start sweat sweating. while they eat. So. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. That's good point. All right, moving on. Uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? <laughs> Not for this scene, Not other for, than uh, I next guess one is weird. I guess the uh, we, we're going back to the theme: chaos, fate. Obviously, mm. this is this is the grand uh, the the grand balancing act. Yeah, no. I mean, this is the this is the one thing that I that I feel like this part is has always been part of it. Like, I feel like the creator had this whole like all these things that George is going to try. All right, I'll try it this way. Well, let's try it this way. Well, let's try it this way. Well, every time you try it, shit's going to get fucked. Um, but then it's all the rest that's like confusing me. But I did like this whole bit with the the guy and the the ab thing and killing all the people. No, it was a great. It was really uh, well done. No, that in of itself, it was a was a I'm fantastic. Saying, I'm saying, uh, I think that idea was from the creator. Like it had yeah. to have been, like because it's he's still in, got his fingers in it at this point. So, um, next scene back at the Waffle House, Rube is dealing with the backlog of all the Absolver victims. Mason is there and looking as high as ever due to the illegals in his bottom. George is in the bathroom crying, and Rube confronts her again about what she did and tries to figure out why she did it. George says she just wanted to see if she could do it. Rube tells her she should sleep with the lights on. We find out later it's because the Gravelings are not too happy and come to her house and start harassing her. And apparently the best thing to do when a Graveling is messing with you is get your broom out and swat it away. Like That's what I do. Bird or something. That was bad. Gravelings all over this joint. I just <laughs> get the, I actually get the water pistol out now. <sighs> Seriously. She's like, I don't know. That was so dumb. With the broom. She's like... <laughs> 
So. What would you grab? I don't know. It looked bad. The CG looked bad. The CG looked bad. Her re- her interacting with the Fair. CG looked bad. It's Fair. So kind of threw me, I, pulled me out of that. Okay. The CG was bad, but the reaction I I, I, I will support. <sighs> yeah, I guess. We want to grab a baseball bat? Okay. A but knife? A gun? These Gravelings seem like they're a lot more powerful than that. Like, I feel like a broom would not be enough to... But all right, they're harassing you in your apartment. You only have you have a few. You have what's in your apartment to try okay. to fend them okay. off. Okay, I don't have a problem with how George. I have a problem with how easily it is to fight off a graveling with Fair. a broom. It should not be that easy. I feel like it should be like grab the first thing, broom. Ah, that was a bad oh, idea. They grab it, they chop <laughs> yeah. it in half, and then Fair. they throw it at your face. But they don't have that sort of CG budget, which is why no. we're having this conversation. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, writing restrictions to what their budget can cover. Um, how dumb does Rube look to everyone else talking to a room <laughs> full of restaurant full of dead people? Or bug shit insane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I had a, I, no, I did pause for a second and like sat back and just go, <laughs> all right, I'm in a restaurant that's mostly <laughs> empty. And there's this guy doing this speech yeah. About how sorry he is and about how this is all we're going to get taken care of. <laughs> and then walking around talking to... To talking to empty chairs. Empty chairs and booths, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I probably... Well, actually, it's me. So I go, can I get another glass of whatever yeah. I'm drinking? Because right. this is great <laughs> I'll have what he's I, having. <laughs> I would say I would pay my check and leave, but I know no. me. I'd go like, no, 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 no. I want some more. Just want to watch <laughs> Why were they? I don't. Know, why were they in the parking lot? Like, why, I don't know. Like, I don't know why they use this as the scene for. And why? All right, so let's let's establish how reaping works, okay? Yes. A person's about to die. Ideally, yeah. you touch them. Yeah. There's you collect their soul. Then they actually die, and mission accomplished. Yes. Two things. Obviously, they're. Maybe with the backlog, they're having trouble getting them before they actually die. Yeah, because George and Mason come on the dead guy. But do you have to gather them all in one spot? No. Like, don't they just immediately go off? Yeah, they go off to their yeah. to the great whatever. To the great whatever, yeah. I so you know. just have to lead them to that. <sighs> yeah, I was wondering. Why are they too. just hanging out in Der Waffle? Der Waffle House? Der Waffle House, yes. Because uh, it's funny? I mean, it's sort of kind of funny, but. Yes, but it makes no sense. Yeah. Again, another scene that's just kind of entertaining, but not really, doesn't really make sense. There's a lot of scenes in here that it's fu- on the surface they're fine, but once you really think about them, you're just kind of wait. A I mean, I again, you're right. I remember watching this episode, and I think I I remember liking this episode the first time I watched it way well, back in the day. No, I do remember like looking at it going, is he just like ranting in front of a empty restaurant? Yeah, basically. To anybody else, but that's you what know, he's doing. okay, move on. But I don't know. We're, well, I guess what we're saying is we're ruining this episode for anybody listening. Who liked it? Yeah. Um, I did like Roxy's clown car uh, full of hell. dead people. She had no room. Like, she just gets out easily and it's like, she couldn't see anything. Like, they were blocking the whole window and I don't know. That was funny, but also, again, not, <laughs> doesn't make sense. But it was funny. It was a funny image. Her little uh, I enjoyed that. meter mobile. Yeah, that was a pretty funny image. Um, and she, what is it? She says, I tried that thing with the chick, the chick with the big titties from Girls Comp- or Three's Company. The ass blaster yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 
So Suzanne Summers, and it's the Thigh Master. For anybody who cared to know. I checked, I double checked. I knew what it was. I just couldn't, I was like, Thigh Master, I think, and I couldn't remember. That's the Ass Suzanne, Blaster. Yeah. It's funny is actually though no, that's not that's not a workout tape. That's should be the name of just, a uh, uh, it should be a name of something at Taco yeah, Bell, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ass butt. I'd eat that. Um, uh, get out of my office. <laughs> I think it's funny that people there are some people that think like the girl from Three's Company, and I'm thinking the mom from Step by Step. <laughs> like, that's what I know Suzanne Summers from. Um, It is kind of a, I don't know, I kind of, I don't know, I'm a little mean to George where I'm kind of like, take that, because where she's like trying to screw the system, save one guy and kill 50 in the process, you know, because you saved one person, all these people die, like, I liked that with George, like, it's one of those things that you had to be that extreme with her, you know, that's the only way with George, like, you have to see the guy dead in the slab and be like his soul's still in there idiot like you have to that's the only way to get through to her more than that i liked her reasoning for why she did it i just wanted to see if i could do it i just want to see if i could do it yeah i her honesty there kind of threw me like i was like oh well what what else are you gonna say at that point in time i just but you're right that kind of line coming off guard too is like wow she finally now i still don't think it's the truth the truth is is that we're back back to episode one yeah yeah but I can see why she thinks she just did it to see if she could, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because she wants to see if she can get away with it, so she can continue to. Do you think that if she knew, so let's say that it is because of the girl, the first one, which, sure, probably is. Um, I'd buy it. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know, but it seems we like get a place amateur we, psychologist. Yeah. So as an amateur psychologist, I would say yes. Um, if she knew that. If she had the capacity to understand that about herself and what was going on, you think if she, in that moment, if she told Rube, that would have been a better answer? Do you think he would have liked that answer better? Because he did not like her answer. Because his response was like, someone needs to tell me how to communicate with you because I run out of fucking ideas and gets all pissed at her. Yes. Do you think, I think he would have I think if she appreciated was that, it more? Well, no, I don't think he'd appreciate well, it more. But understood it better? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's his whole thing. He's specifically like, I'm trying to understand you and you're not helping you're not making it easy. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if, if that is indeed the motivation, and sure. that, and if I were writing this, that would be, yeah. that's that's classic motivation right there. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't understand that, so if she could somehow articulate that, yes, when you made me take that little girl's soul, ever since then I've been trying to figure out a way to, to, to around this system. To do that again. <laughs> and, okay, yeah, I tried it this time, and it didn't go well, clearly. Clearly. I don't think he'd be less mad, but I think he, he he wouldn't be able to say the line, I don't understand you, Peanut. Yep. He would kind of be forced to, you're an idiot. Yeah. No, and I think I think it's too early for him to But understand. I don't think it's a lie, because I don't think she totally understands why she's doing this either. No, I think, I agree. I don't think she knows exactly why she did it. Let's Although, see. it's interesting. I'm just going to throw this out there, too. Do. Last episode, mm-hmm. when she took one of something that Rube said mm-hmm. as a threat, when it was oh. a warning, she's learned. Yeah. Because she did mention, I didn't know if it was, it was a, threat a threat or a warning. warning. Yep. Uh, I, I thought that, that was interesting too. that she, oh, there. Uh, uh, and it was warning. It was a warning. Yeah. <clears throat> Rube takes a wasted mason back to his place, to Rube's place, lets him sleep on his floor. 
At happy time, Crystal gets to work early to sneeze on George's keyboard. And in Reggie's room, Joy finds the dead bird from earlier in Reggie's toy box. Um, I think there was a bunch here, and I just kind of slammed it all together, so I'm just going to keep going. When okay. George is at work at the office, she notices her sneezy keyboard and also bangs her leg on a filing cabinet that a graveling opened. Dolores walks by and hears her drop an F-bomb. Oh, I forgot to say something earlier, but I'll say it now. F-bomb and basically shames her for it. The next morning at the Waffle House, Rube leaves when George gets there because she upsets him. Mason tells George he's seen Rube hold a grudge for years, but he expects he won't be mad at her for more than a few months. <laughs> I like I stopped and then I did it and I was like, eh, it's a short scene. I'll just stick it with a so I just kind of slammed them all together. Fair um, so Rube takes Mason back to his house. Why do we need any of that? I got nothing. Yeah, I really that looked at that. Really, I looked at that going, and uh, okay. And because they have the whole thing about how Rube, because she her narration was saying Rube is basically Rube looks out for us. He's watching our backs, kind of a thing. So that was kind of their way of well, showing there's, that. There's a way. And well, that, and that she she feels like she's now excluded from that. Yeah, and she says uh, it's sad to know that he would have had my back if I hadn't pissed him off so much or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's a little bit, a little bit of that, which. Yeah. Again, okay. That's a little bit. But shitty writing. Yeah, I did like when Mason kind of woke up in the morning and got up in the bed. I assume Rube was in the bed. <laughs> I liked that bit. That was funny. That made me chuckle. But yeah, I didn't understand why that was there. Why is Rube's, all of Rube's stuff is covered with sheets? God, Did you notice that? His whole apartment confounds me the, yeah. in, in this episode. He has no kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. We get to that later, but I mean, why yeah. are you cooking on a hot plate right. in the middle of the goddamn living room? Yeah. Right next to all his books and shit. Yeah. But weird. yeah, his apartment confounds me. Yeah. He gives a, he has a random teddy bear that he gives Nate Mason as a pillow. Well, because what grown man doesn't have a teddy bear? I have exactly. like three. I just, questions. About his past. Where'd he get that teddy bear? Just saying. Build a bear. Obviously. Um, <laughs> um, I loved. So, what was. What did I write earlier? I wrote something about her saying fuck. The fact that. Oh, way, way, way back. I forgot to say. The whole scene with Dolores talking about her pap smear experience and how. That was inappropriate. We decided that that was an inappropriate Correct. work conversation. But saying the word fuck, that's, you know, talking about. But she you did know, keep on mouthing the word pap. pap. So she's. No, right? She clearly. Even that's a. Yeah. It's the language. <sighs> the, the, actually, here's not the interesting the thing about that. Habit. That's not the interesting thing about it. Here's my question <laughs> Why is Dolores suddenly pissed off at her? Well, I mean, she's pissed. I see it as Dolores just being so. So I don't know, superficial, or I don't know the word I'm thinking of, but the the fact that she can praise her, praise her, praise her. You're doing such a good job. All she has to do is say a swear word, and she's like, "Oh, I thought you were better than that." I don't know. I guess it didn't seem. There's something there. I, I she's fucking weird. I mean, I understand why Dolores is weird. I understand why they had it, why it's written like that because you want this sense of the world just kind of crashing down around George, right? To, She's losing her. There was this moment where everything was coming up roses, mm-hmm. and then the absolver has not solved anything. In fact, has made things worse, and now everything's yeah. a shit, including Dolores. But it was one of those. Wait, that's a fast switch. Twenty four hours ago, she was. Yeah, but also 
she hasn't done much. She's only been there for a little bit. Fair. So I think I think she's still new enough where she's because Dolores is like, oh, I mean, I liked you yesterday, but that's before I knew you used that kind of language. Fair enough. I don't know if I would have. Mm. Also, Dolores. You would not like me as a fucking employee. No, you fucking wouldn't. Because no. literally, fuck, uh, shit, goddamn, all of it is a part of my lexicon that cannot go away. True that. As we've learned on this podcast. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I take it as, uh, I've worked in places like that where there are people like that where you're just like, they, you, they'll lose respect for you. I guess I never have. And maybe for good reason. <sighs> Hannah. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. Right. Uh... <laughs> Hannah, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> but you were weird. <laughs> Dolores reminds me of Hannah a little bit. Um, so what? <laughs> Mason's line. I feel like I've been poisoned. It's because you have been, you moron. <laughs> I just. And then the whole bit with the. What, have you ever been poisoned? I think I had bad salmon once. Was it? Salmon moose. I don't know. It was in a can. That was a good little bit of banter. And fucking meat from a can. Not a good idea. I just like the the uh, the line. I've never liked it. I need to be unconscious now. I need to be unconscious now. Yes. I mean, I've said that before. Oh yes. I need to be <laughs> unconscious now. Um. Let's see. Oh. But uh, of course, we need to take a, just a minute to appreciate what so far I think is the best line of the series. I was literally is, just about to say it. That's so funny. Good. Say it. Well, you say it. It's, 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 you're, you've got a man crush on the guy. I so, do. So I feel like you should have the honor. You're a constipator. You, uh, you disturb my shit, and that's annoying. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> that's a good line. The amount that's of joy you line. got from saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I... Get joy from saying all of Rube's line, yeah. Lines. Um, I'm gonna kill that fucking baby. This tasty key lime pie. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a sissy. You know. Uh, what was the one you liked? The uh, I, I I make a, make a concerned face. Words come out. Yeah. <laughs> of course I'm concerned. I make a concerned face. Words come out. Words come out. <laughs> You're a constipator. You uh, you disturb my shit, and that's annoying. I like that. Con- uh, my as I was making my notes. <laughs> my word processor does not like the word constipator because <laughs> that is not a word. Because <laughs> it is not a word. <laughs> it is now. Thank you, Dead Like Me. <sighs> Here's a question. Well, I have a question and then a proposed answer later. Okay. Why does Mason think Rube likes her? Does he? Yes. Oh, because of the months. Yeah. No, no. He He actually says he likes you. Hmm. He'll get over it, or something along that. But he does say specifically no, he likes you. Yeah. Why does Why does he think that? I have a theory, but I'll get to it. But I want to hear your. Uh, I didn't. I don't know. Hold on. Um. I don't know. Um. It has to. Only thing I can really think about. I mean, it has to be something that we don't know. It has to be his interactions with people in the past, you know, he's known him a long, he's known him a long time. He's known him for 40 years right. at this point. So he's seen him interact with other people. So just, it's just a intrinsic body language. Thing, like, oh. The way that he interacts with, I don't know, just the stuff okay. he says, he, the shit he, uh, I mean, Mason was, doesn't know why he likes her either, but he, he just knows that he does is what you're saying. I mean, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, 
I'm assuming, I would assume, I would just assume that all the effort he's putting in towards storage, like, Rube doesn't seem like he would fuck around with shit from people, you know, like, I don't know. But then why, the question is why, why does he, you know, I think it goes back to the teddy bear. I think there's some sort of something in his past, like, I think there's something in his past that we don't know. I think maybe he had a kid or something when he died. Fair. I don't know. There's something going on. Something going on with him. I do have a past. theory. We'll get to it. Because he's been obviously been around for... He died <clears throat> a long time ago because is that the picture in his wallet. Really old picture. Like, really old picture. I think it's safe to assume he died in the 1920s, but so did Betty. That was my guess was the 20s. Or I think maybe older tw- than 20 or teens. He, hers was the 20s because her yes. gravestone said 20s, so... So, I guess I photography started started to become a thing in the 18... 18 late 1800s. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe when, in the late 1800s. But but the print, but they were printing on glass. So the fact that it's a printed His paper... apartment doesn't have a kitchen. Well, yeah, but the apartment is in... had the same apartment. Though. But the apartment is in 2000-whatever, and people had kitchens in the 1800s. Mm, I can prove it with pictures. I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm throwing ideas out there. I don't know. Okay. Um, you're gonna wait to tell me your theory till later. Well, because it has to do with the last scene. I assume. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. With the yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, she. Let's see. Blah blah blah. Uh, oh, oh 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 oh. This whole thing. All right. This is just me mad at George for being an 18 year old again. When she asks Ruth, she's like, "Why don't you question these things? Why don't you question anything?" I'm like. Do you get how old he fucking is? Do you think maybe he questioned these things way, 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 way back when he started like you did? And now he's a fucking century old and he knows some shit and maybe you should listen to what he has to say. It bothers me. Fucking teenagers. (laughs) It's because, okay, the knowledge is right there from the adults that have lived through it, but it's not good enough. They're like, "Mm, you're lying. I have to go do it myself and find out. And they get on there like, oh, they were right. Teenagers are stupid. That's all I got. Okay. It's really... I'm going to come back to that. Because <laughs> I'm going to be on Team George on this one yeah, in a second. Yeah, Team but... George. Um, you think he... What? Okay, we'll get to it. We've got to unpack this scene right, between Reggie okay, and Joy okay. first. So why does he buy her a waffle? If he's mad at her. Because it, that's a good question. Yeah. Before he leaves, he hands her money to buy a waffle with a cherry on top. Buy a waffle. I don't know. I thought that was weird. He's all mad, specifically talking about how mad Mason later says it'll be a few months, but right before then, he buys her awful. Why? All right, so, well, you know what? Fuck it. We're, we're, ah, we're, do it! Tell me. All right. Break it down. You know what? No, let's go to the, let's, let's unpack the scene between, because I'm going to have to have, you're going to have, a, you're gonna have to read your thing about the last scene. Because otherwise, I'm going to do the summary, it's not going to be. Don't ask the waffle then, all right. All right, we'll get to the waffle question. We'll get to the waffle. I, I have that. my theory for all Pin this. In that. All right, I like it. That's fine. I, uh, all I have left for this scene is this is one of those where I liked the cinematography, the direct, uh, the directing, whatever. Just I don't know the shot of Mason and George, the really close up shots there. I just noticed it. I like the shot of Mason on the when he's yes. on the table, and it was down. The camera's like right down with him, like so half the screen is black from the table, and the other half is like you're kind of with him. On I didn't it. notice, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was a good choice. Um... This is one of those weird things I noticed. Um, but I did like it. Um, let's see. Okay, so Joy's waiting for Reggie and her... Okay, let's talk about this scene. This is one of my favorite scenes. Um, Joy is waiting for Reggie in her room uh, for when she gets home. Uh, asks her about the dead bird in her toy box. 
she says, keeping a dead bird is something a crazy person would do. Ray, Reggie says she's not crazy. Joyce says she doesn't like where their relationship is headed, comparing it to rats in a cage that don't learn not to touch the bar that shocks you. That's a fucking apt metaphor for their relationship. I thought that was... So, all it took was for Joy to drink an entire fucking bottle of wine. <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And vino veritas. <laughs> Um, but I was, I was with Joy all through this. The funny thing was, is that I did write down in my notes, it was a question for you. Now, what do you think of Joy? But you already fucked that up by saying you were on Team Joy from the get-go, so I got nothing. Team Joy. Uh, yeah, I put Joy for the win. Um, no way, that was for later. But Team Joy for the win. Um, but... At the same time, I could see where Reggie would be telling her therapist about this in 10 years. And be like, oh, clearly. Well, I got home from school one day and my mother had drank an entire bottle of wine and was sitting there waiting for me. Like, that would be one of those things that I would remember probably. So, Well, unless she was especially self-aware, in which case she would say, so this one day I broke my mother. Mm, yes. <laughs> like by the way, even might. if she was telling her therapist this story, how would that go? Well, my mother was waiting for me drunk sitting at my play table. <laughs> well, why she was doing that? Well, she was upset about the dead bird. And... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Dead bird. <laughs> dead bird. <laughs> I had a dead bird in my toy box. Anyway, she was sitting there all whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's talk. We want to talk about the dead bird. <laughs> but she does talk to Reggie like a real person, though, in this scene. Like, yes. This is the first time where I'm like, yes, talk to her. She finally her. broke. Yeah. And it got, it got somewhere. Yeah. And they're fucking... Yeah. It only took a dead bird and an entire bottle of wine, but we got there. I got there, man. We got there. Sometimes um, it takes a dead bird and an entire bottle of wine. It does. That's there's the uh, there's a title my, for the episode. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <coughs> um, and then just one other question. Um, I liked this, and uh, like, like I said, they're all short, short scenes with them. But I liked where their relationship goes. Their relationship goes pretty far in this episode. For yeah, a I could, small this, amount of time we spent. This with is them. more interesting than a lot of what happens in the main plot. And it took up. Maybe five minutes of the entire episode. Yeah, yeah, but it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, the line, the garbage men wouldn't even take the dead bird. Yeah, I, I started to write it down, and I just like, you know what? Fuck it. Who gives a shit? Is it because we live in Idaho? I don't know. Like, it's Washington. Maybe. I don't know. I live in the fucking country. Like, so maybe they're used to getting dead animals in the trash. I, I get don't mice think... and birds in my trash all the time. Like, I think th- she's... Because she puts it in the trash can. Right. She does put it in the trash can. But and I, I think she's trying to illustrate how disgusting and how fucking fucked up yeah. keeping a dead animal in your toy box so you is. you think maybe she was lying? I don't think she was lying, but I think she was... I, I think the writing was to illustrate just how... Mm-hmm. How dangerous. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a level of, like, infectious disease, danger. Yeah, 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 and to, yeah, yeah. to help further that point, there she's conflating... Yeah, I don't think I don't think she's lying because I think that happened in the story, but I don't think it actually does happen because because how that, does the garbage man see the bird? They look inside the garbage can to inspect seen, their trash. Haven't like, you seen your garbage man go through all your shit and be like, "Hey, yeah, and batteries? I re- you need to take those. To the, you need to take those to the fire department." Okay, dead bird. No, so you see this. No. You see this little thing on the bottom of these electronics has a trash can with a big X through it. You don't put it in there. You take it to the proper disposal. That's what my garbage man does, but he's a prick. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Love you, Al. 
Love you, Al. I don't know who my garbage man is. He co- they show up, they take the shit, and they leave. Think so. Next, next scene. Okay. <laughs> yes. Ready. Right. Final scene. Give me the summary. <laughs> Summarize. Well, I've got I've got a broken up into two here, so I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll then see where the... I get to the end of this one. Okay. Well, this is the Roxy thing. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Roxy means storage at the Waffle House. As she walks in, a light falls, almost hits her. As she screams, you miss me, motherfucker! Uh, as Roxy tells George about the shit day, she said, George figures out that Roxy is actually uh, being harassed by Gravelings because of the appointment she missed earlier was actually someone Roxy knows. And when she got his post-it, she decided to turn off all the power to his house so that his alarm wouldn't go off so that he would miss his appointment. Okay, fair enough. All right, we're not at the final scene, but nope. But actually, next. but but Sean, what was the soup of the day? <laughs> Cream of bullshit. Yeah, that's my version of this. How the fuck did she figure that out? From <laughs> yes, that is my question too. All Roxy does is sit down and start bitching about her. Well, she okay. She no. She sees the light fall on her. Right. So she, she sees the flat tire. Okay. And so she's being harassed by Gravelings. I can. She's yes. also being harassed by Gravelings. Right. Why else would you be harassed by Gravelings? She also had an appointment not show up. Correct. She put. We're supposed to believe that George is fucking Sherlock Holmes now. He's pieced all these things together. Yes. She's pieced all these things together. So I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, it's a stretch. It's a fucking stretch. I, I mean, mean, if it was good writing, she would have said, "I don't know what happened, but she was being harassed by Gravelings too." And then the camera, or we can find out. We could find George out. George doesn't need to. That's know. called dramatic irony. That's yes. yes. But the fact that George narrates this yeah. is shitty. Yeah, she basically yeah, because she's like, Cause he was a blah blah blah, and she he got the candy from. Or so even and so if Roxy and... were to finally confess this, although that would be a little bit weird mm, because be weird for Roxy, yeah, because yeah, it's not her no nope. style. Like you can infer that George kind of suspects it. Yeah, but to flat out have her just tell you all the information, yeah, and they're not. They're not trusting us much by feeding us all this information. We well, could have is, just seen some images. And this and is where we might together. be seeing we a lot of shit being cut out because they're like, we fuck. Well, now we, we have to fix everything with all this shit. Okay, well, we'll just have this, yeah, this exposition at the end. Fuck it. I don't know. I'm going to get drunk. Yeah. But honestly, you could have had, you could have just shown all that and not had George's and just seen the montage of people being shitty, people being shitty. Nice old man gives you the candy that we saw earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, we saw earlier. See him watch her do the thing do the thing, and then go back to them sitting there at the name and we put it all together you can visually do it you don't need to be spoon fed it with George's narration so okay. yes yeah. the soup of the day is indeed cream, cream of bullshit. bullshit yep cream of bullshit alright um but I did like that other than the the idea of it the okay. idea of of flipping it around and Roxy did it too yes like you thought that it was well that no, leads... actually, that annoyed the piss out of me. Why? I thought it led to more questions. It did, but did it did lead to more questions. Yeah. But that's where we get to the theme is like, so George yeah. shouldn't do that, but everybody does it. My question is, yeah, my question is, so Roxy did it. Does that mean when Rube says, eh, sometimes people miss their appointment. Is that because every time it's a Reaper fucking with it? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Yeah. That that's the only is there are Reapers all over this, which would make just, sense yeah, because you that know, didn't couldn't deal with it. Yeah, so there are Reapers all over yeah. this great land fucking with shit, and that's why fate doesn't work the way it does. Yeah, that's weird. I know that's chaos. 
yeah. some chaos. I mean, me. the agents of chaos could yeah. indeed be the Reapers, in which case... Could be. Well, that's a Un- shitty system. Unwittingly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's what we're led to believe. That's not a bad theory, that. No. Um, when she's pouring the syrup, individual thing. Yeah. I used to do that when I was a kid. Okay, you're a sick bastard. I know. <laughs> Fuck's uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why she's doing anything. I'm assuming it's something she did when she was a kid. Borderline obsessive or... compulsive, that is. Yeah. Um <laughs> And then do I have anything else? No, no. Candy? No. Candy. Alright. You good? You want to go to the next one? Yes. You, you know itching. I do. You've been itching for it. Alright. Uh George goes into the office, wipes dog shit all over Crystal's work area, and then eventually waves the flag of truce at Crystal. Joy and Reggie, they go to a taxidermy class together. Rube is making dinner at his home, tries to entice the mysterious figure that delivers the names to him to come in and eat it. Journey. Let me see if I have anything about the other stuff. Dog shit. That was awesome. Yes. Uh, Joy for the win. Yes. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. She was trying to find it, and she, she and did she not want to do it, but Tax she did it. Taxidermy's fucked up, but, but yeah. But she did what a mom's supposed to fucking do. She put her daughter's, what her daughter wants to do, over what she wants to do. And that's the first time Joyce made that sacrifice. And so I like seeing Joyce growth. I've mentioned it over and over, and we finally get to actually see it. I said in the last episodes, Joy sucks, but I remember she gets better. This is her starting <laughs> to get a better. little bit better. So I really liked I. It was a sweet little moment, and I really liked Fair. it. I really did. Okay. Um, let me get some other stuff out of the way real quick. Uh, food on a hot plate? Yes. What the fuck? Does he not have a kitchen? What the fuck? Well, kitchens uh, were only invented in 1926, so. You have pictures of kitchens in the 18... I lied. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know kitchens were, de- were first invented. Before then, people just cooked on Kitchens a- were, like, invented in... When I was born. They didn't have them before that. 86, that's when they were invented. Um, and then, okay. I feel like that might be something you want to talk about. That's a big-ass plate of food, yes, by the way. Is. That's a huge... That was for that's one person, food. I'm assuming. But yes. When I was a teenager, I could eat all that food. Um, it looked like you still do. Oh! Hey! Shut up. Um, okay. Hit me, Jeremy. Here's my question. Do you think this is the first time Rube has tried this? No. Mm-mm. Do you think he knows the person? See, here's my theory. Okay. This is the first time he's done this. Because mm-hmm. he never has questioned the process. Mm-hmm. He's always Hell just gone was. he's just always gone along with it. Mm-hmm. And the reason that this, that George, although infuriates him, the mm-hmm. reason he buys her a waffle, the reason Mason recognizes that he likes her is that she is actually the first person to start poking around the edges and questioning all the shit that he hasn't questioned. And so he is starting to question. Hmm. And so when when she comes at him going, haven't you ever questioned? She is actually the voice of wisdom in that situation. And this is, I think, the first time he's attempted to do this. Now, it doesn't work. No. But... That would, and that also makes sense because if he did this all the time, well, why would he keep on doing it? Okay. My question was, it seemed like, seemed really specific, the ingredients he chose. Almost like he knew what the person liked. No, so I think, think that's... That I think I can explain by his heritage. Would, I think okay. he's, I think it's something assumed he that he's Italian. Sure. Why not? 
And so the fact that he's cooking Italian mm. and using and yeah, using specific yeah, ingredients yeah. Okay. is more a reflection on him than it is on the person. Okay. That is a person or entity. I will allow it. <laughs> no, no, I have no problem with yours. It's a theory. But the, yeah, you had to find that though. That's the problem. The episode did no. Oh, we're real gonna <laughs> effort at showing that at all. We're gonna really. go through this episode. We've had to conflate this entire goddamn episode. Yeah, you had... <laughs> it's bad. Um, You're right. There's nothing in there, but I'm reaching for a theory to try to explain some of this shit. No, that's better than my theory. I didn't really have a theory. I really just had more questions. So yours kind of answers some shit. So that at least accomplishes something. Yeah. Um, so that uh, is my. So that yeah, is my. Allison and I got the feeling that he knew who it was, but no. Uh, but there's nothing. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, ooh, it could be both. I think he could still know who. Maybe it's the first time he's tried to. Well, here's and here's my question: if it if it's not the first time, why in season one or two when it when they're introducing Mason and it just slides the thing under the door, he's not holding dinner out for him then? Well, that was like in the morning. It felt like like the beginning of the day when I might have been night. Then I find out. Doesn't explain it. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Could have been the first there time. is, I will grant you this, there is a familiarity to the action that makes you assume that it is yeah. not the first time. Yeah. And so the idea that it's not the first time is a bit of a, is a bit hard to yeah. wrap your head around because it, there, it does seem familiar to him. I feel like it's definitely a good theory. I feel like there's not enough evidence. Well, it. if only the writing didn't suck, then we'd be, we wouldn't have to well, answer Well, no, that. I also feel like if they, they could have, if they had alluded to to that it would have just been alluding to it like they you would have had to maybe find out later kind of if Fair. you're right it's one of the, yeah so I think it could have been yeah implied better maybe yeah but that's my theory because they're leaving with they're not leaving you with because uh, they're obviously leaving you and me with two different questions at the end of the episode you know and it's just like well obviously you're not doing it right <laughs> we should all be Asking the same questions, so. So that my theory is this is the first time he's actually questioned any of this shit. Sure, I'll buy that. Um, so not a fan of this episode overall. I mean, it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, easy. the it's one of the easier ones to nitpick. The twist versus you know with the uh, absolver is mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was like the twist with the yeah the guy in the morgue, in episode two. George getting slapped down once again for trying to monkey with fate, mm-hmm. although kind of undone by Roxy and arguably Rube trying to fuck with fate now. Yeah. The George virus, as it were, is spreading. I guess. Something. Uh, all right. So at this point, would you cancel the show? This this point? In? Say this is the first time you're watching it and you have total control over canceling. Would you cancel the show right now, or would you be like, nah, let's keep going? If I'm a studio executive, yeah, I'm canceling the show because shit yeah. is clearly falling apart. Because you've just lost one of your main actresses, yeah. and who, who the shit wrote this? Uh, yes. I feel like I feel like the uh, studio, MGM or whoever, just dropped the fucking ball here with, like, I, th- I feel like he was trying to make a show... That would have done better now. 
You know what I mean? Like, Fair. I think he was getting a little... I think he was getting... Like, we talked about Clancy possibly having a gay love affair, but then possibly getting rid of that idea, kind of things like that. Like, right. I think, I think they're getting rid of a lot of shit like that. They were just like... This is important. This is something I wanted to tell him. Blah, 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 blah. It's slightly ahead of its time. Not too far, but the, some of these topics I think were, yeah, slightly ahead of their time. Yeah, back in 2003, there were not, I don't know, not a lot of, this was still fairly new ground for TV. Um, yes. We were just starting to get into the real meat of, like, kind of the TV era that we're in right now. So Right. We're, I, we were, we're redefining what like, we... What yeah. TV is willing to tackle? I think this was the, this was the time that TV was really ground being groundbreaking, you know, like shit like The Sopranos and whatnot. Yeah, you know, changing where we could. I feel like he was trying, maybe trying a little too hard with some of the themes. And Again, things. I feel like he, I feel like he's slightly ahead of his time. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and I think he still is. I think like, they, and I think they, we probably got pressure from above to say, no, you can't talk about a gay affair, right, and yeah. no, you really can't talk about this or this yeah, yeah. yeah whatever shit they cut that we didn't get to see <laughs> right whatever weird shit there's probably some really cool death with all those ladies in the bus and we just didn't get to see it and they cut it because it was too morbid or something i'm guessing it was actually probably because i didn't have the uh the budget for another <sighs> budget, train right? scene uh, all right i would have liked to see that big bus of old ladies uh, why do you hate old ladies and babies i think that's what we're learning here really is that sean has a has a grudge against old ladies and babies Fucking kill that baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're a constipator. You move my shit, and that's annoying. Disturb my shit. You disturb my shit, and that's annoying. <laughs> All right. We're talking key lime pie. Tasty key lime pie. Uh, that's going to do it. This episode of Premature Cancellation. Uh, next episode is a little episode. I have never once had the next episode ready to go and read reaping havoc oh again reaping havoc get it because reaping can mean i guess just the one thing really it's not really a pun it's just a no i mean there's a rebirth reap reap the havoc um all right that's gonna do for us we'll be back next week um find our social media if it exists and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will be back next week say goodbye Jeremy Sean you're a constipator you disturb my shit and it annoys me <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs>